Hey, this is Elisa from Spoken Views Reno, and you're listening to Up in the Mix. Welcome to another edition of Up in the Mix, coming to you hot and live from the Honeycomb Hideout. This is The Truth, a.k.a. the Super Nicest, a.k.a. the Star Mr. R, a.k.a. not the black dude that you thought I was. This is Caesar, a.k.a. De La Foto, your favorite neighborhood Mexican. Ernesto, Captain Culo, Coach, Mr. Brunch, your local also, that poppy with the dad body, the brown man in the yacht club. How the fuck did he get here? El hombre de la gente, the habitual line crosser, and the fucking honey badger. Hey, it's Guppy. Extra, extra, extra. Man, that, that two-week vacation. Yeah. Was, uh, was it a, a vacation? <laughs> I don't know. But well, we, we're going to call it a vacation. Vacation from this, but we all still working hard. <laughs> life life was still going on. Real hard, sure. you know. Caesar's just picking up some more more shit on the way, you know. Yep. So how was your, how's the two weeks been for you, Caesar? Uh, busy. Baby shower life. Thanks for everyone who came and hung out and gave me a bunch of free shit for the seed. Piles of diapers. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for helping me clean her shit. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, just yeah, baby shower, work, um, awesome things coming in the future. I'll probably tell you guys probably the next episode. Awesome, yeah. awesome, mm-hmm. nice, cool. Yeah, what about you, Sean? It's been a uh, wild two weeks. You know, springs in full effect. The kids wilding out at school. There's been some fights. Um, just with testing the, started <laughs> with the weather change. That hormone. Yeah, ready it's to go been, out and do physical activities. It's been, yeah, it's 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 been. It's been wild. I'm like, welcome to. It's also I was like, welcome to middle school. Yeah, like, it's, it's been a long winter, you know. Like, someone came in for an interview at the school, and like, there was like a medical emergency, and like the someone had to go give a like a epipen. Oh dang! Straight to the heart. Oh wow! No, you go to the thigh. Pulp fiction uh, style. Like, <laughs> shot through the heart. She's like, it's too middle school's too real for me. Oh my oh, god! Man. I had to go back to elementary school. Oh, you're gonna uh. fail in life. It's like. This this is the, this was like someone coming to work there like oh grown, coming to work this was a grown ass woman who was like this is too much this is too much I don't want yeah I, I I'm having second thoughts about coming to work here uh she should just the suck kids it up, are no you know? longer yeah. cute and obedient they're now independent little monsters shitheads I feel <laughs> I feel especially from the stories like I feel they're good some of them are good you know but just just how you were saying that you were crushing their dreams from uh spoiling the end game for him <laughs> yeah i had to that's how mad they made me that's i, love I that. had to resort to spoiling in game for them oh man like i like just like whisper by <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alerts for in game in this episode if you guys haven't seen, seen it you don't, don't listen up. to this episode yeah, exactly bill you've seen in game no uh no. are you going to see it yes all um, right have, hasn't been spoiled yet all right. All right. Well, then I won't say yeah. how I <laughs> spoiled you, it for them. Thank you. But well, like I gave like a minor spoiler away. Uh-huh. And I was like, all right. Like I told that because you guys are out of con- like they had this huge project. Mm-hmm. They didn't do it. And they were like messing around. So like everyone who wasn't working, I like w- just whispered, like walked up to their <laughs> desk and whispered th- that to them. And then one of them told everyone else that spoiler. I was like, why would you ruin it for everyone else, bro? Mm-hmm. You're just a hater. 
<laughs> so then I didn't, and I was just, I didn't say anything. And then, like, right before the bell rang, I walked up to him and whispered the ending and what happened at the <laughs> end of the movie to him. Uh. And then walked, and then the bell rang, and I walked. And that's why I was, like posted them. <laughs> just disappearing like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Well, Jake, how yeah. how was your two weeks? Oh, it was, it was good. I spent a lot of time down in Austin. Shout out to uh, Floppy Disc Repair, Thirty yeah. Sixth Continental, uh, South Congress, all all those fun spots. And Dude, then, how how crazy big is that Capitol building out there? It's wild. It is fucking. It's like the biggest Capitol building, other than. Uh, dc you can see it and they have mm-hmm. it right on like the main like south congress when you're driving right down mm-hmm. it you can see it right there in the middle of the city and it, it makes you feel like it's big, big that's central planning right there yeah. dude it's 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 fucking huge like you it's, it's texas it's massive texas. yeah it's Every, also texas. everything is huge yeah in texas. i mean i mess with texas let's yeah. just leave it at that yeah. they don't know that. how to drive let me tell you uh, yeah yeah <laughs> Said everyone from everywhere at every time. Exactly. <laughs> well, we have a very special guest with us this week. We've already checked in on his in-game status. <laughs> you have to. You know, house checks just in case because I'm still blurting out shit all the time. But we have the regional representative for U.S. Senator Catherine Cortez Masto, Mr. Bill Chan, joining the show. Thank you, Bill. Yeah, welcome. Me. You're, you're a long-time listener, first-time guest? Yeah. <laughs> long-time, first-time. Long-time, first-time. This is awesome. Do you have any AKAs? Uh, no. I always wanted to give myself cool AKAs growing up, but nothing stuck, or I didn't have the balls to, like, give myself... Or maybe I had the the, the foresight not, not to, to be, give yes, yourself yeah. one. Yeah. So, nothing. I feel like no one respects stuck. a nickname that you give yourself. Right. Yeah. That's, I knew that was cheesy from the jump. <laughs> Like, I'm just going to be called Dragon Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> Oathbreaker. <laughs> uh, Bunch of Game of Thrones shit. Well, welcome uh, to the show. Do you watch Game of Thrones? I'm like one of two people in the world that does not. I'm trying to get no, into no, it. I don't watch it, no, either, no, but I'm going a, to. There's a lot of people that don't, and which is fine. I've watched the first three episodes like a few times each, and I nothing's happening like nothing is happening do you do you have hbo stories building just... i have access to hbo <laughs> go see sometimes sometimes that's a inhibiting factor too is like people don't want the hbo so they don't have it so they don't watch it so i always ask that now that's like a the yeah second that variable. was my thing we got hbo two years ago i hadn't had hbo since i was in college mm-hmm. almost so yeah i never had hbo to watch it so i mm-hmm. never got into it yep. but now like you know we got it i was like well, well, you know. And now you're on the fence. Yeah. Well, I'm going like, to watch it. I almost yeah. started it this week, <laughs> but I'm like, I'll just wait till summertime to watch yeah, it. Yeah, so you could power through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it salutes to uh, Desus, who just started watching yeah. <laughs> at the w- Battle of Winterfell. Yeah. That was just the first episode. And he was, and he was live tweeting. <laughs> and live tweeted it. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I don't really know what's going on, so I just want <laughs> to make sure everyone has a good time. Yeah, it, it's, it's really dark. <laughs> I can't see oh, anything. Yeah. He's like, how do you turn this? How do you turn this off? Night mode. Yeah, <laughs> night mode. Yeah, that's. What I... <laughs> uh, it's but, good though. It's funny. But before we started, get started today, uh, Jake, you had a special salute you wanted to give. Oh yeah, well, it was uh, Eddie Guy Kaus' seventy third birthday this weekend. Yesterday, May fourth. So uh, you know, Eddie would go is a big inspirational phrase around extreme athletes and surfers and all that. F- Hawaiians and everything else. So. Explain who he was before you talk about the thing. Explain who he was for people. He was a legendary lifeguard 
and also a legendary big wave surfer. So he's credited with over 500 saves, and this is without the use of a jet ski or without the use of really anything other than his longboard. Where That's he like would, baseball stats. Yeah. <laughs> 500 <laughs> yeah. saves. And he, thir- by 31, 500 lives out just pulling people from the ocean. The guy was better than baseball. Beat. And this was yeah. back when? In the 60s? Yes, 60s. Yeah, out in Hawaii. Yep. Okay. And so he's just a legendary hero, and I saw that Google was saluting him with their doodle that yesterday, and it reminded me about all the stories I've heard of him and the Billabong Pipe Masters from North Shore and that sort of fun stuff where they honor him. So, yeah, Eddie would go. If you don't know the phrase, Eddie would go, now you do. So, Eddie would go, you didn't explain it. What does it mean? It means it's kind of like a rally or a battle cry for doing something brave or courageous. If you're so. unsure to do something, you'd be like, Eddie would go. And then yeah, I'd be yeah. like, bet. And then bet. I would go. <laughs> yeah. Middle, see middle see how we seamlessly bet. I've been, I'm hearing bet more and more. Even adults are using it Ad, now, now. Adults are using it. Yeah. That's how, yeah. Fresh setting. Look at Ill Bill over here. No. <laughs> Fresh no. setting. <laughs> no, that's, how, that's the way it works. Yeah, just like uh, with the, the song later. We could talk about that later. But yeah. But I was, yeah, I'm thinking like, you know, like in 50 years, everyone's going to be speaking a blend of Spanish and English on the on the West Coast. It's going to be like yep. on um little insider tip on Blade. So there's like a language that they speak and it's like a combination of like I forgot what two languages, but they kind of like implemented it in like the third the shitty Blade. <laughs> but uh and it's just like some language that they think in the future that's what people are going to be talking about and it's like a combination of like English, Spanish and I forgot what else. Hmm. But yeah, it's just weird. Tangent. All right. Tangent. Yeah, I, the you brought hemisphere. it back. I was confused for a second. Yeah, it's just a little tangent with you. I'm lost in the sauce though. So, <laughs> you it, might, it might be easy, more easier to easier for me to get confused. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But anyways, Bill, tell us about yourself. Where are you from? How'd you come into existence? So I was. <laughs> so my mom and dad. Let's, let's fast forward a little bit. <laughs> Fell in love. Uh, let's start at like the cognitive years or something like that. Uh, let's see. So I was. Born at St. Mary's, uh, grew up in Sparks, went to Catherine Dunn, Dilworth, Reed. Okay. Uh, was pretty pretty sure that, you know, at, at 18, I was pretty sure I, once I left for college, I was never coming back to Reno. As, Just like everyone's Yes, right? exactly, mm-hmm. as everyone, you know, experiences at some point. Went to UCLA. Uh, at, like after I graduated, I was instantly thrown into a quarter life crisis because I had no idea what you're supposed to do after you graduate. Thought yep. the job fairy is gonna, you know, come down my way sometime, uh, <laughs> but that did not happen. So, so it's like this where I get life, the job and yeah. and house and car. Or where did yeah. I sign up for the that? Two point five yeah. kids. <laughs> so my best friend, um, he had interned for Senator Harry Reid in D.C., and he said, if you don't know what you want to do, I think you might like this. I can probably pull some strings and get this going for you. So I jumped at that opportunity. Um, How old were you? 23, 24. You just moved out to D.C.? Yeah. Damn. Um, One of my other high school friends lived there, though, and I got, like, moved in with him, so that made things... A lot easier, but yeah, it was just across the country, nice. across the country. Chocolate City. What part did you first uh, move into? Southwest. Oh, okay. Um, I it's like uh, so I've been a few times for work since. 
and it's like a cool spot now like the waterfront is a place that you mm-hmm. would want to go but it was horrible it was <laughs> horrible the, the, the ginger fires had taken yes, over when you yes. were there not yet <laughs> 10 years ago it was a different at, at that point when you looked at the you know like census data or whatever it was 99 percent black which is cool but i doubt that is the case now um, right but uh the only restaurant that was open after 6 p.m. within a couple of miles of my apartment was Subway. Ooh. So oh, dang. That's rough. Yeah. yeah. It, it was not cool. Uh, mm-hmm. The apartment building just infested with rats and cockroaches. I remember I had that, like, TV moment where I'm getting up to grab a glass of water, getting out of bed, walking to the kitchen – flip on the lights and a see yeah it was i didn't think that was a real thing <laughs> oh it's real God yeah damn. it was it was very yeah. very real i wouldn't feel safe <laughs> yeah it was, yeah. it was really yeah sleep with a mask on uh-huh. like, uh. you could hear the rats running through the walls yeah, at all yeah. hours then i moved to um northern virginia arlington i was i lived above a grocery store and to get to my metro stop i walked through a mall Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, dang. Yeah, uh, I was all right. <laughs> what was the stop? Do you remember? Uh, Pentagon City. Oh, okay. Very it cool. Pentagon yeah. City to Chinatown or Gallery Place to Union Station. So you, you rode across the river every day. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, it, that, it was the, the worst metro commute you could have because that the Pentagon City commute, that's where like all the middle schools stay yeah so you're getting on you know the the train with all the little every, kids every yeah day. every middle schooler in america and you know, <laughs> on their on their dc field trip yeah yeah <laughs> my worst nightmare <laughs> yeah because jake jake used to live out there for a little bit yeah yeah mm-hmm. so it, where'd you live um all over the place southeast north west by adams morgan um rockville for a little bit i was i've I had an apartment in Rockville for a while, but then I Airbnb'd around the city for a good six, seven months, just all over the place. So I, I got I got to stay pretty much everywhere. Stayed in DuPont Circle for a week, just all over. Just Do you like DC? It. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I went. I visited him. It was awesome. A lot of fun out there. Way fun. The, the humidity killed me. Oh, I would bring a spare shirt to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was sweaty. Yeah. yeah. Spare white tees all day. My my first my first day of the internship, I. I walked to the because I was I didn't really know the lay of the land. I figured like the capital is pretty close, but you know, walking from south southwest, you have, you have to cross the house buildings to the capital to the Senate. And by the time I got there, I was like 15, 20 minutes late. I'd already done the day before. I did like a pre pre uh, you know pre walk. Yeah, yeah. To map things out and all. But, Check the course. Yeah, exactly. But by the time I got out there. 20 minutes late and soaked through my shirt and jacket. Oh, so, oh, oh couldn't oh, hide yeah. it. You couldn't even hide it. Yeah, oh. I, I wanted to cry. For people who haven't yeah. been to the South, humidity is why there is slavery. <laughs> <laughs> White people are fucking lazy and they weren't going to be working in those fields in the fucking humidity. So like, I figured it out. <laughs> that's why there was slavery. <laughs> They're like, this is fucking bullshit. We'll have someone else do it. Have you ever been in... I'm, I'm saying. I'm saying. <laughs> I fucking hate humidity, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I can't fucks with that. Like, the only time I go to, like, even just the East Coast, and I don't go to, like, the South, but just, like, 
spring fall that's it i can't fucks with that summertime like that's why i figure like in new york they kill each other so much in the summertime because you're like in the subway there's no air conditioning in there and there's just rats everywhere that are size of cats and people bump into you and i'm like and i just want to punch them in the face that's why yeah. I, I mean northerners weren't not racist they just didn't <laughs> fucking they were there wasn't as much humidity they're they just more comfortable they just had less humidity <laughs> That's why people out west were like, why do you guys need slaves? It's, it's not that bad. They didn't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the dirty little secret about humidity that no one tells you, it sucks in the winter, too. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. it's really bad. That's Everything why I say heavy. it's brick outside because yeah. it just feels that like cold, the cold. Yeah. That, like, ah, it's piercing. I, just, I remember like the first time visiting my parents in New York and my mom being like, it's, like, it's going to be super cold. It's like 20 degrees. I'm like, mom, it's 20 degrees here. What are you talking about? I'm from Reno, bro. Like, what are you talking about? It's, it's colder here than it is there. Coming in hard. <laughs> Thought I was. <laughs> I remember like walking out of the airport, like, what the fuck are you talking? <laughs> no. This isn't twenty. No, no, it's no. The that air little, is different. That little gap between the airplane and then when you walk into the terminal is how you decide that weather for that place. Like, yeah. like when you like Las Vegas in the summertime, when you, that that little gap. There's like no oven. You're just in an oven. And then it it's just like, like you uh, you're just miserable. Dryer. Same thing. Yeah. Like everywhere. Yeah. It's that 20 if feet. If you've never been in cold wind with humidity, I, I don't, I've never been fucking sliced in half, but I feel like a thousand <laughs> needles just fucking like, it's like you're not, it's like you may as well be naked. <laughs> that, that's exactly That's why people it wear a puff like coat. You got to have a puff coat or a wool coat on you gotta have the down just jackets. to take that bite out of the fucking wind. Yeah. And it's still fucking cold. It's still cold. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I remember they were, they were like, my dad's like, we're gonna go like to Times Square and everything. I was like, nah, I'm good. Like, uh, <laughs> I think like me and Bryce stay behind or something. And, like, yeah. you know, my mom with my mom, like, ah, now nah, we're gonna we're gonna hang mm. out here and eat mom's cooking and stuff. Stay warm, <laughs> watch basketball. Yeah. I'm cool. I'm good. Times Square is only good for one time, anyways. <laughs> Unless you go around Times Square and find like, uh, you can still find places around there with like uh, beer in a shop for five bucks and like you hot dog and yeah. a beer in a shop for like seven bucks i'm good on times square for the rest of my life yeah. for the rest of my life unless i'm playing a video game but anyways. or or you're selling your mixtape bill, bill. <laughs> so after you uh, moved to dc and worked for harry reed like did that get you hooked into, yeah, yeah. into politics so you wanted to stay it was it was super exciting you know seeing all these all these people you see on c-span everything um the the vibe on the hill is it's it's exciting. Uh, so my friend Brad that hooked me up with the internship, the way he described politics was uh, it's uh, sports for nerds. So I'm down yeah. sports. I like, <laughs> like I like competing and stuff, and that's kind of that's kind of the game that. You As play he says, out there. with a yeah. torn Achilles tendon right now. <laughs> yeah. <I just> had <laughs> yeah. Torn Achilles playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Too hard in the paint. R.I.P. Sports. Yeah. He, he, so, <laughs> listeners, he was supposed to be on. What when was that? March, I think. Yeah. And uh, the week you were supposed to be on, you tore your your Achilles tendon playing basketball. So, had to have surgery. So he had to reschedule a couple times. But we finally got him here. Yeah. yeah. But it, yeah. So. Basically, as soon as I got there, I was like, yeah, I want to I want to get a job here. And the Senator Reed staff, they were they were awesome. Like I they sent me out on, I don't know, 30 job interviews uh, with different members of Congress. But then eventually they just like put me in a in a job uh, at with a called a leadership committee. So basically it was Senator Reed's auxiliary team. Um so I worked there for 
between the internship and my full-time job, I was on the Hill for about two years. Um, but I got burnt out of it. Really didn't like DC uh, after, you know, the, the glitz and glam kind of wore yeah. off. Um, but I think a lot of that was just like immaturity, whatever. Uh, I moved back to Reno, assuming that uh, with, you know, UCLA and Harry Reid's name on my resume, someone in the political game is going to throw a job at me. That didn't happen. So I was living that fun employment life for longer than I expected, but I eventually got a job um, in quote unquote political research, uh, aka opposition research, uh, another BKA tracking. Um, so where I so I moved to LA. My job was to follow this sitting congressman, um, something Miller, um, go to his events, you know, film or whatever. I actually never went to any of his events because he retired like a week after I moved down there. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Dang. <laughs> but the, the organization, they had me track Joe Heck. Uh, who was, was running for? He was running for uh, his his congressional seat. I think that's uh, like CD three. Um, it's in it, it's a, a part of Vegas and like Henderson, some other um, mm-hmm. areas down there. But I was living in LA, so uh, they had me drive to like to and from LA at times, multiple times a week. To Vegas, and that's yeah, not, to Vegas. that's not fun. Like four, it, what was that four or really, five hours? Every? Yeah, well, and that's without traffic. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I lived on the west side, so just getting, getting out of the city, getting LA, through yeah, LA, yeah, that could take you four hours alone. Yeah, at exactly. Times. You might as so, well walk it, right? So I, I, I never <laughs> left. It been easier before. to fly. My sister, <laughs> yeah, is flying, flying for, for to Vegas this weekend because for the same reason. No, like any fight night goes on that week, oh, like, man. and that's during the week too. Like people, like strippers from like California, will like start coming in on Wednesday, you know. Always and then there's the traffic. Yeah, always with the stripper knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know? Fucking stripper migration patterns now. He, he he read the handbook. Stripperologist over here. Hey, I used to live by a couple strippers. Study, study, studies them in the wild and shit. <laughs> Yeah, you see the migratory pattern of these Southern California ladies. You know I love people. <laughs> They're people too. <laughs> but yeah, so like traffic in general is just yeah, like like with fun. like without traffic you could do no, it. No, back like three to hours. Bill going to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not your fucking thing about traffic. <laughs> Squirrels and rabbit holes. Yeah. So that was in the 2014 election cycle, and he ended up winning a pretty. Uh, pretty competitive race, so he beat me there. Um, and then, <laughs> you took a personal, uh, huh? yeah. <laughs> and then I I left LA, that, moved back to Reno, and was kind of jaded on politics. And this was in 2014. This is this is now like 2015. Okay. And uh, I was thinking I wanted to teach, so I got my sub substitute teaching license. I was doing you know the accelerated. ARL, ARL program, yeah, um, and that was <laughs> up and down. There, there were times I thought this is cool. I could, I could do this, and then uh, at 
Sparks Middle. Damn, middle I, schoolers. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that's not the place to be. <laughs> My face is full of suppression. <laughs> Shocked. Yeah, there was I, I was doing this like a, a computer class and there was one some girl like takes a like a mop, like one of these like Swiffer wet mop things and is just like dousing the classroom with the the fluid. I'm just like, hey, you can't can't do this, right? And What's she just breaks down, crying, sits under her desk. I'm like, what? What is going on? Like, I'm trying to, you know, this get... is not a response I was expecting. Right, exactly. I I was not even. I wasn't mad. This was like the tenth worst thing that had happened that day so like i'm not i'm not getting upset like this is fine just don't do this but she's crying under the desk the rest of the period and i did not know what to do so i just wrote out the period until it ended and she left and i was like well i don't think i want to do this let it ride sometimes yeah but uh (laughs) gonna let that take care of itself It'll fix itself, sure. It, and it did. Uh, <laughs> well, she left. So. Yeah. You know, you, yeah, substitutes. That's, I mean, teachers are expected to deal with that. We're not fucking psychologists. Yeah. I'm not a fucking therapist. Yeah. You don't know, you don't know what sub. to say. Yeah, you don't know what to say. You're getting paid like $85 to be there. This is not, you, they're not paying you enough to deal with that. Yeah. So that kind of the Launch teaching thing. Uh, break down a like a Myers Briggs test yeah, for her like, to really sort out you know her personality and why on? this is happening. No, that didn't happen. So I kind of that kind of teaching. I mean, I don't blame. I mean, what are you supposed to do? I don't yeah. blame you. Mm-hmm. They don't realize how ridiculous they are. Yeah, middle school. Yeah, oh, of course you're going to be on the desk crying. <laughs> Was she there like during the period too, underneath the desk? Yeah, no, the the entire period like that happened very early oh, in the period. Uh-huh. So she just sat there under her desk crying for the rest of the I don't know fifty minute class. <laughs> and you just kind of ignored her. I I tried. You I tried, really yeah. tried to make you know this. She okay. probably ignored you. Yeah, and <laughs> I could see Sean picturing it in his head right yeah, now. Yeah, I know exactly how yeah. it went down. <laughs> I'm sure Bill was like super. Su- you know, super, you know, tr- supportive and everything. I'm sure she just sat there ignoring him, thinking, yeah. like, like, just oh, not realizing man. how ridiculous the whole scene was. And everyone else was like, You're crazy. <laughs> everyone, it's it's Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's the saddest part is like everyone else's reaction when shit like that goes down. Like, it's so normal to them that they just don't even react to it. There goes another one. <laughs> another one bites the dust. Because they all know. They, they, none of them, and nothing is crazy or weird to them because they're all fucking stupid and weird. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, the youth. <laughs> like, what, I don't know what could happen in this school that would truly shock them. Do you ever get scared about job stuff? Like, just trashing these kids? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like anyone who listens knows how much I love my job. Yeah. And working okay. with and kids. And you're good at it. Like, and I great speak at it, yeah. from extreme frustration right. because I care. Like, And I talk to them like this. So, first of all. <laughs> Crushing dreams. I, I, I talk to Spoilers. them like Teaching this. And explain it. Like, it's so frustrating. Like, you know, we spend all this time and ho- all this hard work, like preparing these lessons and like trying to motivate you to teach, to like do this stuff to learn and like do well in life. And you don't give a shit at all. <laughs> they, were, <laughs> they were blankets to school. Like, I spend no hours. I like sit here and like carefully think about like these assignments and design, like these activities trying. And like you don't, you sit here and you don't even 
care. You don't even try. You don't care. And I'm like, it's like you guys are just fucking flipping me off every single day and all your teachers. <laughs> like we work so hard and you give no shits whatsoever. <laughs> some do. Some come back and visit you though. Yeah. Like the ones that do, like I, I like appreciate them. But there's a large portion of them that like don't fucking care at all. If you had a percentage. At my school, the percentage that don't care. I would say it's probably close to 30%. It's 25 to 30%. Okay, so 75 do. Unengaged and do you feel like that percentage has gone up? Yes. Like, I don't know if it's just this class, like the group of students we have, but like the apathy is at an all time high. Mm. And like the staff and everything we have, this is just my school is better. And like people are working harder and well trained. Like they have compute, like. I don't know what it is. Like this year, they all got laptops that like they take home with them. But I mean, like, and my po- I have I teach one period of poetry and hip hop. I've tried to make this class as cool as fucking possible. I've we've been having like Orlando and Samora and Josue like since all them coming in every Friday doing workshops, sharing poetry. We did a slam this Friday where like the four of us competed against each other, and the kids and the kids judged us. I have 31 kids in that class, and 20 of them have Fs. Holy shit. Whoa. <laughs> and they have Whoa. one assignment and a week. And this is an elective, right? This is an elective oh, fuck. where there's one assignment a week. <sighs> Step up your game, guys. So, Come yeah. on. And it's an awesome. Yeah. Did right. you win? Did you at parents? Uh, no, Josue won the slam. Oh, Josue. I, I didn't want to win. They, yeah. were, they were impressed with my mm-hmm. – because that was like the first time I, re- I really like, – normally I let the, everyone else – it's like, damn, Mr. Richardson, you got bars. So I was like, you don't even know the hat. You don't even know, bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, oh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of, uh, I just want to say I really, really enjoyed your work with the band Who Cares. Hell, <laughs> 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 Bill, coming out of my field. <laughs> uh, it's so funny. Because uh, when I used to go to those shows, no one ever mistook me for Jamal. <laughs> at those shows like no it wasn't until i grew my hair into dreads <laughs> but, yeah <laughs> it's the aka that's a good one they put it down though that was man i saw them open for wu-tang at uh new oasis and mm-hmm. downtown yeah. how how did new oasis book bands like groups like wu-tang clan it's just because like they know like it's kind of like at the alley where they like they used to kind of be in the industry so they know people that's why at the alley we had like a bunch of like yeah like the same venue where like they bought 12 packs and sold the individual cans (laughs) (laughs) well i watch it fucking rizzo perform on stage and that's also the same venue where on any other night of the week my people out there doing the the snow cane (laughs) in the bathroom like heavy but you 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 come up with the appearance fee. You come up with their appearance fee, and then it's soon. It whenever they're in the area, it's just like pop in for a couple hours. That's how we're getting they're, big boy. Yep, he's coming to the Virginia Street Brew House because he's performing at Bottle Rock over a Memorial Day weekend. Nice, yeah. So I think like, he's performing here in Reno Friday night. He's performing at Bottle Rock on Sunday or Saturday. Because that's how yeah. we used to get a lot of people a lot. Which is because like shows down there. they're driving from like yeah. either uh, what Salt Lake City and like doing shows in California. Like. Might as well make more money at right. the city. Mm-hmm. Right. More makes more fans. I saw Big Boy three times over one uh outside lands weekend. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've never seen three stacks. I've only seen Big Boy. Yeah. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's also like a ghost. <laughs> he's here and he's not sometimes. <laughs> so teaching after teaching. Yeah, you, so teaching <laughs> yeah, wasn't so that, for you. That long, ran its long story long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, that same um, political action committee, they needed someone in northern Nevada to track Joe Heck because now he's running for Senate. So I hopped on to that. Um, tracking is a really weird job. Uh, yeah, it, describe it. Sounds like you're like a private eye kind of thing. That, yeah. that basically is it. Like you, I spent a lot of time on Google just trying, like, trying to see what he was up to. A lot of times <laughs> these little organizations, they'll like send out, you know, they'll have their flyers online where you can drop in and whatnot. Were you and on his mailing list and everything? I was on I was on every list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a I had a fake uh Facebook account, my conservative Facebook account <laughs> that I joined all these, you know, different groups, the Republican women of who knows where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so with that I would just go to every every event that he was at. I got kicked out of ninety percent of them before what? you know they because so how it really works is if it's on a public event or if it's on a on public property they can't do anything they'll try to they'll try to there's different tactics that they can do to get you to to leave um like they might try to kick you out but if how you would know, they identify you going <laughs> going to extremely republican events uh. as a then 20 something asian male <laughs> It was very one of these things <laughs> doesn't belong. It's like Sesame Street. Like the other. <laughs> yeah. So oh, was, especially in rural easy. Nevada, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So you didn't know the handshake. <laughs> you ain't from around these parts, boy. <laughs> you should have brought a gun with you or something. <laughs> they would have been like, "Hey, I'm one wear, of you guys." Wear some camo. Yeah. Cam- I I probably could have tried harder to <laughs> fit in. like to fit in, but I. I think it, was it probably was more fun just to like, this, yeah, this seems just to like make a them fun mad. Game. Just to make you them mad. Twenty five, like this would be a fun game to play. <laughs> you can, you can get paid a salary doing this. So nice. look, look into it. Dude, I'm about to go. You'd uh, be pissed if I yeah. showed up. <laughs> so, but the, on the the downside, I've been to a dozen Donald Trump rallies. Nice. So nice. that's not. How cool. exciting was that? <laughs> that's not cool. <laughs> Uh, People super welcoming and nice to you there. I, Free hugs for Trump rallies because they were so big. I generally didn't get kicked out. I would just throw my my earbuds in because even even people that weren't political operatives, they they would like they would try to intimidate me or like figure out like what what are you doing here? This isn't right. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Oh, <laughs> they were trying to build a wall in front of you. Mm-hmm. Political mm-hmm. games, yeah. <laughs> I can see why it brings out the competitiveness. In I like how it's like political operative. Like it right. sounds like tactical shit. Yeah, like, like counter agents after you. Exactly. You Code just red. got some slack jawed fucking <laughs> yeah yokel. Hey boy, we got a cold yellow over here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Dude, that's well, that, that's kind of scary though. Like it was scary sometimes. because it's like obviously those people are like you know very extreme to a lot and you being a person of color and they know that you're not supposed to be there like yeah, and it's just like in their mind you're not supposed to be here and they're not even like uh it just hurts it gets me mad i mean yeah it makes me want to go <laughs> i mean 
Yeah. Let's go, Sean. I grew up in Sparks. I felt like that half the places I went. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's still now. Yeah. Like, damn it, why am I here in Sparks? <laughs> Last week, we were going to your fucking baby shower. Uh-huh. Went to the, uh, we stopped at the uh, Rayleigh's in, in Red, in, in Spanish Springs. I don't go that far, that's for sure. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, ah, someone's going to fucking say something to me in here. I could feel it. <laughs> All we were going in there was to get your fucking diapers. <laughs> And like, so, and sure enough, because I was like, oh, I'm kind of hungry. Like, maybe there's like something. Like, I'm gonna get a snack. Some old white dude was like, "Ha ha ha ha!" Like, I sure wish I had a head of hair like yours. <laughs> He's like, I, I, <laughs> who did he say? Uh, I brush, I brush my hair with a, with a fork or something. Uh, uh, I was like, huh. Uh, I was like, yeah. Could, pretty, couldn't not say it. Uh, could yeah. not I was like, say it. I don't really comb my hair, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's still bad out here. <laughs> it's real bad. I'm gonna go back to my shopping now, sir. Thanks for this awkward interaction. <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to say to that. Uh, and you, he had no follow up comment. Just like chuckled no. at his wife. Ah, see how funny it was. <laughs> I, uh, I'm making nice. <laughs> I just talked to that black boy. I'm making nice. Look at me evolve. I just wonder if he had like a Ford or a Chevy or something. <laughs> I mean, it was swing. Is Wingfield Springs? So mm-hmm. he was pretty old. Probably like a red Ford. I mean, I don't want to stereotype people. <laughs> Bill, if he feels it. If he was younger, it would have been an avalanche. I, I used to. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Growing up in Sparks, I thought Reno and Sparks like. Uh, if you've been to Sparks, you know what Reno's like. It's the same thing. Mm. You know, lifted trucks everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Famous stars straight and stripes. Build, straight build hats and lifted trucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Sad. It's changed a lot. Yeah. I'm happy. On well, one side of town. Feel keep more, on, keep it on. feel more comfortable in my city. <laughs> so, now with your current job. What exactly? Oh, but do wait, do? we didn't get to celebrate that Joe Heck lost. I got, oh yeah, I'm, okay. I'm, okay. Uh, okay. So, I mean, I was pretty worried about him, mm-hmm. but then you, yeah, he lost. So, yeah, Whew. I mean, that 2016 was obviously a pretty bad Brad year electorally, but Nevada's been holding its own. Nevada, Nevada I've been proud of up. Nevada. Yeah, so that was cool. Yeah, yeah, we're doing our part, America. <laughs> <laughs> get on our level. Yeah. We actually don't. We're fucking 47th and everything. Yeah. We're, and like uh, we were talking about hey, Reno's last up. and everything too. But So he lost? He lost. Uh, Catherine Cortez Masto, she won. And a handful of my friends from Senator Reed's world, they were on her campaign. And then there was an announcement of some of the senior staff. And luckily some of those people were some of my friends. And so as soon as that happened, I was... You know, begging them for a job as as much as I could. A couple months, uh, I guess. So the election ha- uh, happened in November. I was hired. She took office late January, and I got hired on in the Reno office in February of 2017. So nice, yeah, nice. And it's uh, it's the best job I've ever had. It's so cool. what do you do now? As a I know you like you came you gave out some award at my school on behalf. <laughs> yeah. Um, I give out a lot of on I behalf. give out a lot of awards, a lot of certificates. So the way we explain it in the state offices, we have two primary functions. Legislation and all that, that's DC. What we do is primarily constituent services and outreach. Constituent services that 
is generally helping people when they have issues with the federal government, whether it's uh, Social Security, VA benefits, um, IRS stuff. Uh, I get a lot of people that are upset about their mail service with USPS. Postal. Yeah. (laughs) Know that world. Yeah. People sure go postal about postal services. Yep. Um, ungrateful. Build, build a new office in my neighborhood. Hashtag ungrateful. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the U.S. Postal Service is pretty amazing. For what it does. It's for incredible. It super. <laughs> super for, awesome. for how much, like, the, I mean, but, you know, penny for penny, they do a lot. Definitely, yeah. yeah. I, I've, like, shopped around a couple times when I've been shipping, you know, golf clubs or whatever. I'll check in with. USPS and then go over to UPS and I'm like, oh yeah, that'll be a hundred and twenty dollars when I could have done this flat rate at USPS for twenty five bucks. No. It's not even close. There is no there is no Amazon Prime without the postal service. Exactly. There's, there's no a lot of the a lot of the shipping infrastructure comes from them or goes through them or. But you mean private private companies don't want to invest in the infrastructure? To have all this wonderful fast shipping that everyone enjoys? Not when the government just, that is was legally required. That was that was a <laughs> no, I, rhetorical question. But a lot of people don't get it. A lot of people... I mean, yeah. They bitch. Yeah. They're called libertarians. <laughs> Stay out of my mail. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, uh, so that's that's constituent services. Um, you know, we... If, if, you had, if you had an issue with USPS, you'd come to me and I could, you know... Uh, get in contact with the congressional uh, liaisons at USPS and hopefully... Get the situation situation resolved. Yeah, yeah. Um, And the other part is outreach. Outreach is why I was at that award ceremony at your school. Um, We want... When the senator isn't in state, you know, we want her presence and um, the office represented people know that you know she and our office are available if they have issues that we care about things going on in the community um so that is a lot of going to events like like that award ceremony or various things and then also working with stakeholders um the one of the examples i give a lot is law enforcement is one of my issue areas so i have relationships with you know the various police chiefs and the sheriff, and if they if they have issue maybe with some grant funding that has you know gone dry or what have you, or they're you know seeing some trends in northern Nevada that they think you know the senator should be made aware of. That's that's where I come in, and vice versa. There there are a lot of times when the senator or the legislative team in D.C. They're, you know, looking at some legislation that they're thinking about signing on to or the senators thinking about signing on to, but they want to make sure Nevada's on board too or, like, the, the stakeholders in that issue are on board. So they'll send me something and I'll be like, uh, Sheriff Balaam, what's, what do you think about this? Would this, you know, impact your agency uh, positively or negatively? And, you know, so, yeah. Kind of getting the inner workings on go, how. Yeah. Go uh, get her on all things. Huh? So I feel like especially with senators and I guess representatives, like there's the disconnect because obviously they're representing Nevada, but they do that in Washington, D.C. So like 
showing how that connection is still going on. How are they keeping track of what's going on here when they're across the country? I feel like is a big <clears throat> something people don't understand or even see how how it works yeah. or understand maybe the the dynamic between that. For sure, and it's I mean you would be you'd be very surprised at how many like organizations or whatever in northern nevada have uh, a lobbyist in dc like every city Mm -hmm. has a lobbyist the county has a lobbyist i'm sure washington county school district has someone that they're paying in dc so those those connections even if they aren't apparent you know in your our everyday lives they're always there yeah it's good good to know we have people everywhere i mean they i feel like that's a response to like you know, like corporate the corporations and everything else have the same thing. They've got right. people out there yeah. trying to influence laws, influence these uh, the policymakers. So everyone more. else has to have someone out there represent. I mean, that that's exactly it. Uh, I I feel like you know ev- everyone has or the general population has a pretty negative opinion of lobbying and lobbyists, and that is for good reason. But you know, someone who is advocating for say the national endowment for the arts that that person's a lobbyist but that's not what you think of when you think of you know right. these, these right. lobbyists that are they're out there like advocating for art they're not out there advocating for their private company to get mm-hmm. laws beneficial to them yeah, that might exactly. hurt the general public right bingo yeah but it's still still lobbying all the same tactics mm-hmm. might be a little different and the the money behind them is definitely different <laughs> way different <laughs> But there, there are lobbyists out there working for things that you know all of us clean want. air and water, yeah, right, and healthcare for all. Okay, special interest. You want clean, and clean yeah. water and they're, yeah, they're all our special interest, yeah. special interest groups. Quotations. <laughs> like okay, like sorry, we don't want fucking pollution in the air and water. We don't want acid rain, and I care about the environment. I One, guess yeah, that I is a special interest. For humanity, <laughs> and they're they're viewed on the same as like some fucking oil company douchebag that's like, you know, like out there. I represent the oil industry. Like, cool, bro. I'm sure you got my best interests in mind. Like, like that's who you're siding with in these fake debates. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm sure the oil companies are concerned about the long term health of the environment, <laughs> as opposed to this nonprofit organization whose sole purpose is that. Yeah. I'm sure they're equal. We should trust them both the same. Yeah, wholeheartedly. <laughs> no bias at all. On lobbying, I have a, a pretty pretty killer story in in the chamber here. Please tell us. When I was working in D.C., uh, I was making a very pathetic salary, especially <laughs> living in D.C. Where my to share a, a two bedroom apartment, you know, across the river was over sixty percent of my take home salary. Yep. So. Um, one of the benefits is there were a ton of free like lunch little uh, like networking edu- events. Yes, networking events, quote unquote educational events, and so I hit these up all the time, regardless of what the the issue or topic was. I didn't, <laughs> I did not care. I was looking Just at what hungry, was on the menu. Where, yeah, where's that food? So I I got an invitation for this one that advertised. Like steak. Oh shit. For lunch. So of course of <laughs> course. Protein, yeah. yeah, of course I went. And it was the lunch was amazing. I 
they and then they finally start doing the presentation and the organization that was putting on this event in the US Capitol was the People's Mujahideen of Iran and after this event I looked it up they were on the terrorist watch list <laughs> <laughs> Dang. So guess who's now on a watch? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Surprised you got your job. Yeah, but hey, Just try to get some steak, no, bro. No, yes. There, there's no way I could be dirty in this because some member of Congress or their office sponsored this group to have this event in the U.S. Capitol. Damn, damn. I have a guess at which party was yeah. involved, but you know, mm-hmm. who, who's to say? Yeah. <laughs> Hmm, see how these see how things kind of make sense. Hmm. Mm. So that's that's a mm. more. I'm not. Gonna, I'm gonna say it wasn't red or blue, but it was green. <laughs> that was behind this woke. Yeah. <laughs> cash rules everything. Around. Yes, cash all the time. Um, I got a quick question. Do you watch Veep on HBO? Yeah, yeah. How close? <laughs> so I, I think there, there's like a there's like a consensus uh, among political people that mm-hmm. is the most accurate show of all the political shows really yeah that's a consensus yeah you mean you mean what? scandal isn't isn't true to life I, i've never seen a second of scandal so i can't Wing. say about dude that. scandal's intense like i doubt it's like that. i feel like that's why it's like veep and if you guys dude it's hilarious so that's why i'm like dude that's the closest really yeah oh my oh man nice. you guys gotta watch it then I've never seen it, but no, you should because it's like Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, it's not, they're on their last season too, and it's just like the stuff they argue about and the stuff that's like what's really important to them. It's not what it should be important. So, like, well, it, it makes sense. That would explain a lot. Yeah, like that's why I'm like, whoa, okay, all right, <laughs> a little self-serving. Yeah, yeah, well, interesting. Yeah. What's your favorite part of your job? Hmm. Um. Well. What is really cool is, I think, particularly because Senator Cortez Masto formerly served as the the state's attorney general, she's got, there are a ton of people that will, like, seek me out when they see events, like, oh, Catherine is so awesome, I met her, you, you know, who knows when, or I worked with her on this thing, and she, you know, got shit done, like, you, please... Please tell her how much, you know, I appreciate her or, you know, the whatever was su- whatever she did was such a great thing. That is really cool. And like it makes a difference when for me, when, you know, you know, not when they're dealing with some of the less glamorous parts of of the job. When like the, when the public's happy with your boss, it makes yeah, your job easier. Right. Hearing stories of how she's helped people. Yes. Yeah. That's that's very cool. And. Um, being able to help people uh, with like casework and constituent services uh, I will not lie is a lot of times not fun one of the first cases I had was um, a guy from Bangladesh was tricked in by ICE or well by a law enforcement agency um because they said they needed a, a to get a, a like a voice recording to update his cuz he cuz he was like on a on a work visa or something mm-hmm. he uh, undocumented but it was kind of like 
he was in a situation where it was cool because he hadn't done anything wrong and he'd been in the country for a long time and had a family and things were kind of okay. Now, now we're in 2017, Trump administration is in office. You got, you know, all of Trump's people and um, Homeland Security and, and whatnot. So they pick him up, they tricked him, they pick him up, detain him, and his wife and the, the, this Bangladeshi group in, in Reno, they contacted us. So I tried to, um, you know, get him not to be deported. Um, that ended up not being the case. So his wife and uh, his, his young kids, they're still here, and he's, he's in Bangladesh. Um, and what did he just, he hadn't committed a crime or He anything? had not committed a crime. They, they just, I guess Bringing he was, he was probably due for, you know, some, one of these checkup kind of things. Um, and they saw an opportunity to send him away. Hmm. Dang. That's sad. Yeah. But, he, he was working and everything. Like, yeah. He was given tax money. Yeah. And then that, that got his plane ticket out of here. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Does he does he have an opportunity to come back? Is there, it, is there channels? They're they're, they're working. Uh, so he's got like some advocates in the the Bangladeshi community here, and they're working. They're trying to figure it out, but it's it's going to be tough. Yeah, mm-hmm. no movement yet. Um, so I started that thought by saying like there are cool parts about helping people. That's but sometimes that's, you can't. That's yeah. yeah. There are times you can't, but when you can, it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That makes me sad. I'm I'm gl- I'm very glad I don't have to do or like immigration isn't one of my primary issue areas. We have someone else who deals with that heartbreak. There's a hot seat mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. It's good to know. It's good to know there's advocates and people like there out working for our legislators that that are doing that type of stuff. Though that's really, you know, when you can't get the win, at least somebody was there fighting for it. So. That's good. Yeah. Your vote matters. Your yeah. vote matters. Like, that's yeah. a yeah. prime example of how your vote is concrete and matters. Mm-hmm. Those little kids. Yeah, death my yeah. Um, So, like, are you going to keep doing this job, you think, for as long as she's in office? Or Yeah. I Like I said, it's the best job I've ever had. So, I don't have any, you know, burning desire to get out and do something else. I like it a lot. It's, it's it's the first job. I'm pretty sure it's the first job I've ever had for like longer than a year. Um, so nice. Yeah. Things, things are going well. Um, what's like, you haven't gotten jaded from politics working. I mean, you're in, I mean, you you still have that competitive fight. I I see the, you're in it like now, like, well, I already got jaded to the point where I quit and tried to teach. And then (laughs) middle schoolers drove you back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Coming up next week, we will have a teacher panel. I'll have to bring it up. (laughs) He got jaded from politics, went into teaching and went back to politics (laughs) because it was better. Honestly, I think like the, the era of Trump has kind of like scared me straight. Um, I think what one of my issues when I was jaded with politics is I felt like, you know, this is none, none of this really matters. matters. Yeah. Yeah. It really doesn't matter. Like elections are cyclical. 
Both parties are the same. I was never. I was never there. I was never there. No way. I'm. I'm. Uh, so they're, they're I'm two. They're two. They're two wings on the same bird. <laughs> oh, thanks for your fucking expert, <laughs> nuanced analysis of the American political system. <laughs> yeah, I was there's ne- no difference. They're the same. I was definitely never there. I'm a. I'm a hardcore partisan. <laughs> I'll. I'll admit that. But yeah, the era of Trump has got me committed to the fight. I, so yeah. I, I yeah. You see, you see more value and impact, and for sure, yeah. I feel like it's always the people who never been involved, never like gone out there and tried to like make a difference themselves that are always dis. They like shit on people trying to make a difference by being like, "Why are you doing that? They're all the same." Like, <laughs> I don't trust any politician. Right? No, I we get, should just get rid of them all. Like, oh, yeah. okay, and then that, what? I get that at work too. Like, my vote doesn't even count, you know. And I'm like, mm. I can't say anything. To them, like I mean, George Bush. Like it. I always say, George Bush was president due to 520 votes in Florida. We had eight years of George Bush, the Iraq and Afghanistan wars, over 520 bo- votes out of 120 something million, and people Damn. sit there with to a the straight wire. face and tell me that votes don't matter. And I'm like, you're fucking stupid. Hmm. Come at me. All of you. I know a lot of you listen. I'm not talking. I'm not even talking about like Republican stuff. I'm talking about people who listen to our show out there who like claim to be down with the cause, woke, whatever you want to say, who say this stupid fucking shit (laughs) on Facebook, Instagram, and to my face. It's stupid, and you're stupid. You don't understand that you're playing fucking checkers, and everyone else is playing chess. Mm. Yeah. So thank you, Bill, for I mean trying to make a difference, like. Mm -hmm. If everyone put their money where their mouth is, supported people they believed in. Yeah, and it's it's more than I think one of the or the people don't see the value in voting because you're one vote in you know a hundred hundreds of millions potentially. But that's why I think it's important to do more than vote, just like you guys do. You know, preaching preaching the gospel of why this matters and why you know candidates are not necessarily the same and why, you know, whatever. You you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's yeah. important to to do more than just vote. Yeah. Like Voting's important. The, look at the current democratic field for fucking twenty twenty. Like there's a lot I see on my Facebook a lot of infighting, a lot of people discrediting people who I think would be excellent candidates based off like bullshit. Yeah. Like no one's perfect. What, uh, throw an example my way here. Uh, like I see people shitting on Elizabeth Warren a lot. Oh, I hate that. And I see people shitting on Kamala Harris a lot. And like I, I mean, these people are out there like fi- like they're wi- first of all they're women. Kamala Harris is a black woman or minority, you know. They fucking had to fight so hard and had to be so good at their fucking jobs to get where they are based off that, that alone. And then people are like, oh, like, blah, blah, blah. And like, but like, are going to be like cool with Joe Biden. I get like, have you guys talked about the Elizabeth Warren thing? Her, was, how, her Pocahontas thing? Yeah. I, I didn't give a shit. That's it was dumb. It, she is, this isn't something that she's talked about a lot. Like no. she's not at rallies. She's talk- a fucking professor at Harvard. She knows what the fuck she's talking about when it comes to like things that matter, like how corporations screw us over. 
I don't care if she doesn't, if she said some stupid thing in an awkward way to relate by claiming to be part Native American based off her DNA results. Who the fuck cares? Half these people out here call themselves Italian aren't, okay? Like, <laughs> I want everyone in America to get 23andMe and fucking find out their real fucking ancestry so it would clear up a lot of this, a lot of this bullshit. <laughs> yeah. You don't know. People are like, you have no idea. It's based off stories and fucking hearsay. At least it's black, I can admit it because we can't fucking lie. Because <laughs> we like, are, you know, we were all slaves, mm-hmm. so we don't know. But like a white people, are like, oh, I'm Italian, and they get their twenty three and me, like, oh, actually, you're Welsh, <laughs> Irish, with a little bit of Portuguese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like in Norman, like yeah. no Italian, like point yeah. six percent Italian. Like what? I've been eating all this food and stereotypes, following all these stereotypes for no reason. <laughs> Driving my Z-Rock. I love the Sopranos. <laughs> that's my life. Uh, what's the What's the mm. thing that's made you the maddest that you've seen in your job? Um, are we talking about like just anything that you just like? God damn it! Okay. Um. So. I had a constituent come f- looking for constituent services casework with me, and she was uh, the issue was social security uh, was coming after her for like ten thousand dollars in in um, overpayment. overpayment yeah, and uh, so. Everything about this is not passing the smell test for me initially, just through the paperwork and just our interactions over the phone. But uh, she comes into the comes into the office to have a meeting with me, and um, she she's telling me, you know, my my husband died, and uh, I'm not getting it, it's the issue. The issue she says is that my husband died and they're taking away my like widow's benefits or whatever. And I, uh, she's, she's with her daughter. They're both like making this pitch to me. It's so weird. She, at one point, the daughter shows me her phone and she's like, see, look, this is, these are his houses. My, uh, my husband, the, my dad's houses. And she just, she literally punched into her phone houses like this is google images she like i don't know if it was the first image but it was an image uh i'm like what is this supposed to mean to me yeah um at at one point uh, the daughter's like mom don't cry like it, it all feels very choreographed like they like they've done this song and dance before and at one point the daughter's like mom don't don't cry don't cry but I think she hit her line a little too early because the mom was not crying. <laughs> so it was, this is just, Christ. yeah, this is just really, 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 really weird. Grifting. Sounds like a movie. Just yeah. grifting. But like, you know. Sounds like some meth was involved with this. <laughs> my, my job is to, if, you know, Nevadans have, have some sort of issue. To help them. To help mm-hmm. them and to figure out if... Even if I can't help them to get them, you know, the resolution at least on the other side. So I'm I'm getting going back and forth with Social Security, and eventually it turns out that her husband had married like seven times after 
their marriage, oh. so she wasn't entitled to anything. And then it turns <laughs> out he's still alive. So she was <laughs> she was getting she was getting widow's benefits she twice deserved. wrong. Yeah, yeah, twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but like. Yeah, that double negative. I was, I was came in to complain about that, huh? Like, yeah, where'd they go? There, there are. That's pretty ballsy, right? Yeah. Look at these houses. <laughs> That's my dad's. <laughs> look at these. Look at them all. Look at them all. He's dead. I so, mean, yeah. he's over there. But I, and that kind of thing tilts me so hard. Like, Thanks. I. I mean, they're I, literally trying like to seething. Trying to convince, like, commit fraud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, get so, you involved in so it. So weak. That's, a, that's a, but such a weak-ass story. It's okay, Mom. Don't cry. <laughs> Line? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't at her mark. <laughs> having said that, having said that, that is a, a very small minority of, mm-hmm. of Nevadans that we deal with. Most... Most people coming for casework are not just trying to defraud. defraud and obviously, yeah. she was caught if she was being asked to pay it back. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, that's the thing. There, like, she'd have already a, been caught, and then the came to you like, "Hey, I got caught in this fraud, so I'm gonna fraud you, fraud look, you." Look at, <laughs> look at these houses. <laughs> it, the, the hustle never ends. She, when she was showing me the houses on the phone, it was like, see. Do yep. I need to say anymore? Right. <laughs> proof, <laughs> proof is in the pudding. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Like, he'd probably, like, even if he did die and, she, like, seven wives down, he'd have to make so much money for her to even get any change. Oh, yeah. Anything. <laughs> but, hey, may, maybe. Your wife, your life 1.0. He's on <laughs> version 7. <now>. Yeah. <laughs> your Windows 95 shit isn't going to work anymore. And and I understand why he probably left her now. Right. <laughs> Grifton, stay classy, Nevada. Uh, Still better than Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Florida man out there, Florida woman. Well, Bill, <laughs> thanks for joining us. We're gonna have you contribute a little bit more as we continue, but we're gonna move on and talk about our petty move of the week. And uh, this, I saw this like so long ago, and I was like, this is gonna be the petty move the next time we go. So this man, like last year. Like posted how excited he was to see Infinity War, and some random dude on his Instagram like randomly just responded to his post because he had a public account with the spoilers of how Infinity War ended. <laughs> just like randomly fucking ruined it for him. So he like befriended this guy. Like they became Instagram friends. They like talked. He he like played it off as he had already seen it, and like you know. It wasn't a big deal. They <clears throat> became friends over the last year. They've been exchanging messages, talking, all excited. You know, they went, like, talked about Captain Marvel, all excited about seeing Endgame. And, like, this guy had tickets to see Endgame opening night. And the other guy who had ruined it for him the year before didn't have tickets to go to, like, to, like that weekend, like, Sunday. So he went and saw it on Thursday and he like took scre- he took pictures in the theater of certain scenes and what was going down like on his phone and then like ruined it for this guy on Saturday to get revenge for hit the guy doing it and he's like why would you do that i thought we were friends and he's like i'm not your friend you picked me randomly out of all the instagram posts last year to ruin it for me and now i got you back <laughs> he that, fucking that's he fucking a, cable that's guy that's two him. years two years 
Lying in wait, deceiving Dude. you, gaining your trust, Dude. all for the moment petty of move. That the, guy is dropping tight. the spoiler. That is petty level 1,000. Salutes to you, sir. Or 3,000. <laughs> That's that's like that dude who, who won the lottery and put all the manure on his yeah. bosses. And like, sat there is, in a lawn chair. This is Hall of Fame petty move right dude, here. that is all. Two years in waiting, just brewing. Being like, yeah, Cultivated a fake friendship. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, yeah, that happened last week. I haven't heard from the guy since. Oh, my God. This guy dedicated a year of his life. Two years. Two years. To ruining one out movie for one individual. Last year. Last May. It was last May? Yeah. Oh. Don't eat this like guy's yogurt years. if you're at work with him. Yeah. I swear to God. Could you imagine what he's doing to his coworkers and shit? Fucking next level People stalking. aren't playing around about this, this movie. No. I mean, I actually, I thought, I was like, because we went and saw it that Friday. I'm like, mm. what if someone tries to spoil it for me? What am I? How am, what's going to be my acceptable level of, level of retaliation? Am I going to beat someone's ass? Just like that one I'm guy. I'm standing in line and they funnily like run by. Like, mm. am I have to fucking slap someone in the face? Yeah, just like that one guy we talked about last time, in right? In San Diego? Mm-hmm. That's how society is supposed to work, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Count yeah. a Monte Crisco shit. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, salutes to that Tipping man. Tipping the fitted to that <laughs> guy. Salutes to that For man. For sure. Dedication. That was some hard work. Because, like, I don't like a lot of people. And, like, for someone to spoil something for me and I have to like them. And, you know, every day he's sitting there chuckling to himself. Dude. He thinks we're friends. He fucking thinks we're friends. I feel he's like, he has, like, a cat, like an Inspector Gadget. <laughs> just, like, hmm, just waiting for Evil the day. Cat. I just hear Rick James, cold-blooded. <laughs> What if Fuck that didn't couch. pay off, though? What if his, the guy saw the movie opening night? Right? Like, he probably like, would have saw it like super early. Like He probably no, would have did something. We don't know the level that this guy went to buy out the theater that this guy normally goes <laughs> yeah. to to make sure. He, he purposefully like hired a fake taxi driver. Well, he talked. He's like, lost. no, he said before the movie came out, when he went to buy his pre-tickets, he talked to the guy, and the guy was like, yeah, like I got tickets to see it on that Sunday. So he, he bought oh. tickets. To see it before okay. him to make sure. Went three states over to make sure he could see it earlier. Like time zones and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. I'm so happy right now. Yeah. That is so good. So Can't wait to watch it this afternoon. <laughs> oh, you still haven't watched it either? This afternoon. I've already it's on deck, so don't oh. don't ruin a friendship. All right, I well, guess we're not going to talk. I guess that can't be our movie of the week this week. It's not. Well, like we'll I have saw to do that it thing next twice. time. <laughs> yeah, I saw it twice. I saw, I saw it twice. I came. I came and watched Infinity War after seeing it. <laughs> yeah. No, I watched it opening Infinity night. Infinity War for the tenth time. Yeah, I watched it opening night and, and Sunday, Sunday and Sunday. It must be nice to have all that free time. Uh, Jesus. No, I, I mean he won't have it soon. You got kids. You know what he's about yeah. to. Have. I, know, about I, to know. I know. I know. I had. I had to schedule it. I had to schedule it. You know. Set, a, set aside a block. Yeah. Well, uh, Caesar, your song of the week is up next. You want to tell uh, the people about so this? So, introduction Fresh to... setting. <laughs> we'll Backstory. Talk, we'll talk about this afterwards, but the song is called uh, Bossy Bop, and it's uh, by Stormzy, and Way he's... Way hit that. And, yeah. he's, uh, <laughs> and he's from the UK, um, just a rapper, hip-hop, grime, grime style. Like, obviously, I love that. And if you listen to our radio show you should know about the uk hip-hop scene a little bit a little bit because i definitely been sprinkle it, it you know so uh enjoy this it. yeah salute my brothers don't die we just rusty bought 
I tell your girl to link me at the coffee shop. Getting freaky in the sheets, we're taking body shots. Then I finish with a fish, we're just to top it off. Hey, my brothers don't die, we just rusty butt. I tell your girl to link me at the coffee shop. Getting freaky in the sheets, we're taking body shots. Then I finish with a fish, we're just to top it off. Hey, you ain't got a clue, let's be honest. I had a couple seasons made of forest. I put in the work and take the profit. Looking at my girl, that what a goddess. Thank God. Rule number two, don't make the promise. If you can't keep the deal, then just be honest. Just be honest. I can never die, I'm Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. Fuck the government and fuck Boris. Yeah. yeah. I'm a villain, killing when I'm borrowing. Brothers in the hood, just like the movie that I'm starring. Servicing my whip, I phone the boss to bring my car in. I could probably take a trick, but I just wouldn't cause she's jarring. Ooh, I got the sauce. Don't know what you for. Catch me up and slowing in my sliders and my shorts. Chicks trying to get my brother flips to share his thoughts. I think he's trying to tell me I should tell her he don't talk. I don't fuck with her. Yeah, I used to hit it, but you're stuck with her. Man, I wouldn't even try my luck with her. Yeah, let's say I'm bougie. Way too exclusive. Chilling in Dubai, know I get it all inclusive. Now, may I ask if you can find it in your spirit? Leave us all alone and go and mind your fucking business. Looking in the mirror, saying my key or the illest. When I'm James Bond, trying to live my movie like I'm Idris, what we telling them? Look, my brothers don't die, we just rusty but I tell you, I got to link me at the coffee shop. Getting freaky in the sheets, we're taking body shots. Then I finish with a fish, we just to top it off. My brothers don't die, we just rusty but I tell you, I got to link me at the coffee shop. Getting freaky in the sheets, we're taking body shots. Then I finish with a fish, we just to top it off. My brothers don't die, we just rusty but so much rusty, I might open up a rusty shop. Mommy saying that I need to get some sleep. All this flying overseas is always fucking up my body clock. And all this stress has got me racking up my brain. Hey, hey. So tell these little fishes back up off my name. Hey, hey. I ain't gotta be a rapper with a chain. Cause the rules are kinda different when you're badding up the game. Straight. Badding up the game, bad it up again. Yeah. Had him up before, I have him up again. Yeah. Fake brothers, man, your man will pretend. Yeah. Pussy by himself, he's battle with his friends. Oh, you man are so insecure, man, it's a joke. I need a ball in the yard, cause I'm the ghost. If you believe in your source, then raise a toast. These are some genius thoughts, so make the most. Told her, say me some. I need all the homage, could you pay me some? Man, I'm dropping bangers on your baby mums. Girls say I'm rude, they wanna see me nude. My name's Steve Chocolate, I got nothing left to prove. I got holes in my lapel, rubbing shoulders with your girl. Which one of said that I will go to jail? Well, I guess you have to hold the L. Tell them this is London City, we the hottest in the world. What we telling them, look. My brothers don't die. We just rusty but I tell you I got to link me at the coffee shop Getting freaky in the sheets we're taking body shots Then I finish with a face with just to top it off My brothers don't die we just rusty but I tell you I got to link me at the coffee shop Getting freaky in the sheets we're taking body shots Then I finish with a face with just to top it off That was what you bought by Stormzy <laughs> From across the pond <laughs> You need some uh, tea and crumpets now <laughs> God damn though, that shit is fire. No, it was. We, we played it. I didn't listen this week, but we played it on the radio show yeah, this week. We featured him twice, so yeah. he was on. We obviously played this song in the the fire mix, you know, Cinco de Fuego, and uh, he was also featured on Raleigh, the, the guy from Grey Worm, Game from of Thrones, Game of Thrones, Raleigh Richie. But yeah, so he had like this uh, album, 2016, Gang Signs, and something I forgot what it was called, but. Awesome. He even has like my girl Kalani on there and stuff like that. And like album tip to tail, very good. Then he got like roasted on the internet for fake Yeezys, but they were real Yeezys. They were just new. They were just like new. The Adidas, like just like Like Adidas spokesperson came out and like explained. Exactly. Like because he was at an an award show and stuff like that. So they were just like new, new. And the sneakerheads, you know, 
like any other people on the internet with uh we're too quick to yeah. jump to conclusions yes exactly but and now that he's you know this is the new single he actually in the uk charts just beat taylor swift he is like the most uh streamed uk rapper ever right now so yeah what'd you think bill you're a hip-hop mm-hmm. fan I was tight. I don't think I can get over the British accent in rap, though. Like, I remember I tried to like Dizzy Rascal so yeah, so yeah. bad. Back I in like the day. it. I like yeah. Like, it just it just tough. Like, well, that's why Twenty One Savage is good, right? <laughs> <laughs> do Do you think you would like it more or less? Do you think you'd like Stormzy more or less? If he had an American accent. Well, like that part where he was just like, because he still spits bars, you know? No, it's And good. like, that's the thing. I it's think like, I like it because it is with his accent. Like, yeah. I like that. It's, it adds more, it's to a it. style. Yeah, yeah. It's a different style uh-huh. than like people out here. And so then, it makes it more unique and stand out. Yeah. And then like their slang is different. Like sometimes like it's like cool. They say lush, you know? And, like, and to me, it's like no different from like comparing a New York rapper to like an Atlanta rapper versus like West Coast. Like, that's where they're from, so like they have different like mm-hmm. accent, different like you said slang, yeah. different vocabulary, and that's why I feel like makes mm-hmm. it tight because it's like he's repping where he's from yeah. with their style. Obviously, it's hip hop, but like mm-hmm. through like the lens of like where he didn't grow up in L.A. or, yeah. or New York, yeah. he's, you know he's from he's from London. And like like French rappers, like I don't understand it, but they sound tight, you know. Like I wish I could understand like what they were saying, but like I could tell with like where you going with that accent. I I, I respect that though because like. Uh, Iggy Azalea is like the worst person in the world. Uh, <laughs> at least in the music world, like that. Uh, I, I detect cannot. no lies in that statement. <laughs> <laughs> is that what we call so, facts? big facts? Yeah, I guess I can't really like hate on someone being true to themselves. Yeah, yeah. I like I, people when people are like, why do you hate Iggy Azalea? I'm like, because she's Australian and she <laughs> raps like she's from Louisiana. Yeah, they're like, like blah, 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 Australians can't be rappers. I'm like. No, that's like me claiming to be an Irish folk singer and singing in a fake Irish accent. Yeah, I'd pay to see that. <laughs> like, I can be a folk singer if I keep my regular voice and not try and pretend like I'm from Ireland or, you know, like, that was the problem I had with her. Yeah. So, yeah, authentic. That's yeah. hip-hop. And, like, that's the problem with, like, a lot of beef in, like, New York hip-hop where they're, like, everyone sounds like they're from Atlanta, you know? And then that's, like, from, like, real hip-hop, like people from, from from yeah from new they york they want you to be the way yeah. your style like, like you're from your brooklyn. region has a style yeah. sound sound like you're from brooklyn so i'm getting excited i feel like reno is getting close to like having our own style and stuff mm-hmm. i'm happy that definitely the culture the hip-hop culture is coming back not just like hip-hop yeah. like culture in general here mm-hmm. like i feel like we're getting there yeah we're always last on a lot of things, but we do our own stuff. Our We're definitely going to get there way. before Vegas. And that's all that really matters. No, we've always had more culture than <laughs> Vegas. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Like, they finally got a... You I know, know you represent the whole state, <laughs> Bill. <laughs> oh, we're, we're definitely biased in our office. We definitely think Northern Nevada is better. Good. So, yeah. Good. No problem with that. Yeah. Like where you lay your head. Right. <laughs> got to stay true to your roots. So, yeah, listen, listen to uh, some more UK rappers. Bossy Bop by Stormzy. 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 And he had our man Idris on there, our, our man crush. Mm-hmm. In the videos. Check out the music video. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. awesome. Music video is dope. Solid production. Shut down the, what, that Wimster, Wimster, Westminster. Westminster Bridge right there. And Big Ben is still on construction. So, yeah. 
Well, now we have our movie of the week, which I guess will not be in-game, <laughs> since two of the people in the room haven't seen it. So Caesar and I will take a backseat, mm-hmm. and we will talk about the problems and joys of watching in-game. Um, just... I guess don't spoil it for people unless you want to catch hands. I guess that's my advice. Yeah, that's it. But it's good. And, like, uh, aren't you? Make why sure did you do that to your students? Like they were being bad. Yeah, they somebody might it. dedicate a year of their life to ruining yours <laughs> if uh, Dude, if you yeah. play this game. So I warned uh, them. I was like, get to work, or I'm gonna get, tell you an in-game spoiler. And they were just like, hey, 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 fuck you, Mr. Richardson. I'm like, Psh, okay, fuck me, huh? All right, okay. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you want to talk down? Knock the house. Brian watched this the other day. I heard part of it. I didn't get to see it, but the new Netflix documentary about AOC and uh, two other congresswomen who ran for Congress in 2018. So you want to talk about this, Jake? Yeah, I wish you wish you wouldn't have deleted my notes, but <laughs> <laughs> this is a rundown. Those notes are. I mean, notes don't belong on this. Do you see me have Stormzy notes on here? No. <laughs> Did you see the movie? You guys' memory. Did you see the movie? <laughs> yeah, I watched the then movie. Then just talk about it. Yeah. It was good. Um, it was basically about AOC. The other three women all lost. Um, Corey Bush and Amy Valela and... Oh, she ran here. Yeah. Um, was that the one that lost to... Uh, what's his name that died? No, no, she ran... She lost in the primary uh, to Susie Lee, I think, in... One of the Southern Nevada districts. Mm. Yeah, well, I, I recognize her in Vegas on the the clip I saw. I was wondering. Yeah. yeah. Well, basically, this was a women in politics movie, and it just kind of covered their campaign trails, and it kind of covered what their struggles were, why they were in the game, what they were doing, and what what they felt that their impact would be. And I mean, really. And AOC won you over, huh? AOC is just a scrappy fighter that. Didn't put up with no the shit from anybody. <laughs> so, um, and, and she's going to be bigger than the Bronx. She's she's taking. Sure, is. Uh, well, you can you tell. Mm-hmm. You know how she's so good by the level of fucking attack she's receiving from the opposition. She's a freshman. Fucking. She's been in office less than six months, and every single fucking Republican knows who she is and talks shit about her. Yep. They're not stupid. Yeah. You haven't made it. They recognize a threat when mm-hmm. they see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, and kind of the beauty of it is they didn't recognize it until it was too late. It was, That's how you she, never see she them coming. Them. She got it. Sleepers, because she yeah, I mean, it's, she's real. So yeah, because we've had kind of a political theme, that was a good movie of the week. Fit. It's on Netflix. I almost watched it watch yesterday, it. but we ran. I didn't have enough time before the game, but I, I'll probably watch it very soon. It it'll make you it'll make you want to get out and vote. That's I did say your notes did say that you would. If she, you would if she told you to jump, you would say how high. No, I said I, I wouldn't even ask. I'd just hit the moon. So she, that's yeah, good. Yeah, she's she's. I would I would vote for her. For what are your thoughts? I mean, for her to win, like someone who's seen how hard it is for people to win, for her to take out an incumbent like she did. Yeah, with I mean, just like the the money advantage that she was facing, it's pretty pretty incredible. Like money's not everything in elections, but it buys you ads, and ads are how most people, you know, right or wrong, like decide. Hear about you, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so that's pretty crazy. I don't think she's gonna be struggling for campaign funds for a long time. I. Uh, I, I'm a fan of hers in general. I think she might be uh, 
getting a little over her skis at this point. Like, have you guys talked Green New Deal? No, we haven't because we haven't been on in a, f- a few weeks. Got it. But like that is a little annoying to me because there is like real legislation out there that does stuff where the Green New Deal, like, you know, people that pay attention, they know about it. They've heard about it. They, you know, want it. But it's like a a non-binding resolution that doesn't do anything. It's Mm. a lot of goals with no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes, which isn't bad. But to put all this energy into the Green New Deal and then, uh, you know, attack, maybe it's a smokescreen. Attack Democrats. For, maybe it's a smokescreen where they're like, "Look, like everyone hates the Green New Deal," and then you can pass this actual legislation. Maybe. Hope I mean that's just me and my diabolical. Thing I mean mind. the the senator that brought it up in the Senate, he didn't vote for it, so I don't know. There must be something going on there. Hmm. Sounds like smoke. Smells like smoke. Like I had like someone I respect talk shit about her based off the fact that she was a Democrat. And he was like, you know, she works for the, she's just another cog in the machine. And I'm like, you don't even like, have you She fought the machine? Yeah. Yeah. Like she's not like, like she doesn't take money from it. Like any big companies or corporations, no one owns her. That's why there's, she's such a threat. No, like if you, if you're just, if you're standing on your own, like truly representing the people, like you can't be bought or controlled, and that's what like people. That's why she's such a threat to everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure she's gonna she's gonna get big money thrown at her. It's just gonna be a matter of can she maintain that moral integrity? I mean, Bernie can has. She, yeah, I mean, there there I, are some people that do it. Who's your favorite right now? I don't really have a favorite. I don't know. I, that's how I am. I'm just there's so many. People have good ideas. People have their flaws. I mean, like... I kind of like them all. Uh, and I think... I don't like Biden. I'm going to say that. I feel like he could still win. But, like, I don't want to pick someone based off who I think could win. I want to pick the, who would be the best candidate. There you go. If they were elected. I think either all of them can win or none of them can win. So I don't really think... For me, I mean, this is just based on nothing but um i don't i'm not looking at electability yeah i don't think we should ideas it's electability they tried that last time like they tried that was the argument against bernie and it didn't work like hillary lost still even (laughs) though she was more electable Mm -hmm. backfired atomically so just like yeah it's gonna be a fucking ugly fight but i feel like whoever wins will come out stronger for it because, like, obviously going up against Trump is going to be fucking ugly. And uh, mm, yeah. there's – so the more shit – like, yeah, like, Elizabeth Warren is a strong-ass fucking candidate. And people are like, oh, maybe she should stay in the Senate. Fuck that. Like, you know, like, I'm going to – like, Mayor Pete has is has good points. Andrew Yang. Don't – we've talked about basic income on here before, how that's the future. You heard it on Up of the Mix first, <laughs> season one. Wax. But uh, yeah, so they all have good ideas. I mean, I had to, I got to meet uh, Kamala Harris when she, she did this thing for education. She's, I mean, as a teacher, she's super concerned with education. So but yeah, I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see over the next year. Have you guys gone to any of the candidates' events mm-hmm. in town? 
Uh, yeah, yeah everyone's been Booker through already. Was in town, uh-huh. Yeah, so saw the names coming through. Someone's going to be in town this week. I hear thought. So uh, next is world. <laughs> Bless world me. you. World news. <laughs> so there was a a cyclone in India, Jake. Yeah, there it, there was a major cyclone. There's a lot of cool content coming out. You see in Instagram the giant ass crane falling down on the buildings. You see all the and cyclones. For those that don't know, are just tornadoes, but they're in the other hemisphere, right? Some hurricane. I, I believe it's a hurricane. So, I'm sorry, yeah. In the, Cy- in the Western Hemisphere, they're hurricanes. Eastern Hemisphere, they're cyclones. Is that what it is? Uh, uh, your logic does sound familiar. Or, I'm um, uh, sorry, mm-hmm. Northern Southern? Northern Southern. It's one of the two. Yeah. It's based on their rotations. And the internet also could tell you, Jake. But either way, yeah, 120 <laughs> mile an hour winds. And, uh, but what the cool thing is, is how they were able to evacuate uh, over a million people before the storm hit, basically saving countless lives and saving. They saved the cows too. Of course. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> but that mm. was that. I mean, as far as world news goes, that's that's pretty big. That we're starting to be able to get these other countries that are reacting appropriately to natural disasters, and um, it was for all the damage and destruction you saw. They they were really successful in keeping their people safe, which is what impressed me about that story. So. If you didn't get a chance, check out Cyclone Fanny in India. Just wreck and shop. Hmm. Hmm. Nice. And then you want to talk about balance? You wanted to. I mean, there's so much going on in this. It's just it's it's so much to talk <laughs> about. What did you want to specific- like? Yeah. I mean, Venezuela. It's, we haven't really talked about it. It's just too much. There's just we got to do a whole episode. Yeah, just on that okay. on the implosion right. of the country. But yeah, yeah. I've what went wrong this week in Venezuela? Well, I just started. I, Basically, all the violence that broke out made me kind of start doing research, but I don't know if you guys saw the CNN feeds and all that other stuff, but basically Maduro's troops were literally running over protesters with their armored vehicles, and it was it got pretty intense, um, and then... That's what happens when your country's falling apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they tried to do a military coup and, and convert generals from the inside out. That didn't work, so Maduro's battling back against the, the U.S., Backed guy, the other guy. He's got 50 countries backing him. I don't want to say it's Gardo. Um, but, yeah, we could talk about that a little bit more. If depth. you don't know what's going on, you should just Google CIA 1960s Central America, <laughs> and you'll learn how this yeah. is all our fault. Dude. Contra. Yeah. That and just, like, with the oil. Like, there's just so much stuff going around, like, people's right. There's, like, so, like, we never... There's a lot of stake there, because we, yeah. it's not a poor country. First, no. That's why... People are so concerned here in the mm. United States because they have lots of oil reserves. Yeah, and that's the thing. So, who gets to control those in the government? And yeah, it just layers upon layers that they it definitely needs a whole fucking episode. I um, mean, I'm gonna lose if we if there are fucking American troops in Venezuela. I, I mean, we all know he, why. It like, might be yeah. it, it, mm. it might. It's getting close to Molotov cocktail time. Yes. Oh. I'm that, down. That, that, that WTO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So we're. <laughs> uh, all oh, right. NWO. I don't know what I was talking about. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do you want? With Texas? Uh, Texas? I was looking for stuff. So the pharmacy and ki- pharmacy kiosk in Waco. I thought this was cool because basically we saw Redbox end Blockbuster 
and now they're coming out with these new kiosks that are self-serving pharmacies, which is going to put a hurting on Rite Aid, which is already hurting, and then CVS and all these big, big box retail pharma- pharmacies that now you can condense it and you can literally put it into a machine that's. You well, you said it was going to hurt, but like big pharma is still going to own all these boxes. Yeah, but it's no longer going to be. I, no, I'd rather have CVS than these. At least I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that now the healthcare is going towards vending machines and and that super con- it's it's a convenience play that that it's it's new age it's fresh setting just wait you when you hear about pharmacies in a box you heard it here first because it's already coming so and then speaking of healthcare the measles thing that was there's a so they traced it we were talking about this yesterday they traced this huge outbreak of measles to Disneyland. Oh, shit. To Disneyland? Yeah. So, like, yeah. it's even bigger than... But, like, it's all over the country. Like, uh, yeah, they were saying all these... They traced, like, 60 different cases in, like, several different states to, like, all the people who've been to Disneyland in, like, the last three months. Oh, great. And wow. then they're, like, in Kentucky, they had to shut down, like, the state basketball tournament because there was an outbreak at one of the high schools. Just measles making a comeback, huh? <laughs> one of my friends posted a fucking vaccination thing. Basically about how you like don't call people anti-vaxxers because it's shutting off discussion about vaccinations. And I was just like, oh, my God, the lack of fucking Mm -hmm. critical thinking in this thread. (sighs) Yeah, then they're saying like the people like over a certain age, they have to get them again because like it wasn't working or they had ones that possibly are not effective against this measles outbreak. Like if you got it between 80 and 82, the vaccine then mm-hmm. might have been an ineffective batch or something. Some, like yes. That. Well, like the older, uh, the elderly people. Hmm. So maybe in like, if they got it in like the sixties or something Yeah. that they need to do, redo it again. Cause it's possibly didn't work. What diseases would it take to come back before people started killing these people? <laughs> the plague. <laughs> like, Whooping, whooping cough. Like what? The what whoop, disease? What disease would someone in your family have to die from from Oregon Trail before you would lose your <laughs> shit with anti-vaxxers? Yeah. Dysentery, <laughs> poisoning. I don't, I don't know. Pe- people are just like, oh, scurvy's on the, the loose. Scur- <laughs> scurvy, scurvy, Get him a bag. Scurvy's of actually due to the lack of vitamin C. Yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, typhoid fever, fucking yeah. whooping cough. Who knows? People are just, the average person's not polio. That, not Do we need smart. people on fucking iron lungs before people realize? Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if social media was behind it, right? Because <laughs> that's what people like. Like the average person really doesn't give a fuck. The they're not knowledgeable. Like they don't care. Like if it doesn't affect them directly, they're not giving a fuck. So, <laughs> unless like, it, unless it affects their IG stream. You'll get more followers if you get vaccinated. Yeah. You'll have all the likes. Because, <laughs> like, even Instagram, they're trying to hide likes now, I think. Well, something. they're just like, they're like, do we give a fuck about these kids or not? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess the average person. Sue your parents. <laughs> you don't have anything for sports, Sean? Um, There's a lot going on right now. There is. The NBA playoffs, but mm-hmm. it's still a second round. None of this matters yet. No hockey, eh? You know what? Salutes to the Sharks. Fuck you, Vegas Knights. For that comeback. <laughs> Sharks that came back. Wow, that's comeback. Like five. I almost five wanted goals. to go on a rant about like, 
you know, there was a bad, let's say this. Okay. There was a bad penalty, but that penalty didn't allow the Knights to give up fucking three goals in one, in one period and losing overtime. <laughs> yeah. 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 You got sharks finally coming through though. Yeah. Yeah. The older I get, the more I'm getting into hockey, which is weird, but I won't even, we'll talk more about basketball as it gets deeper into the playoffs. I do have something a little later. I'm excited about this actually. Um, but uh, next up, this week in racism, SZA, our, the our, lovely, our homegirl, the lovely you know? SZA, who we play a lot on the radio show, who yes. we like, was racially profiled this week. Mm-hmm. Where at? Was this a Sephora? Uh, Sephora and in Calabasas. Calabasas, California. Out there were like. Is that the, like San Diego area? No, no. It's uh, LA. No. It's, it's LA. Hollywood. It's like where all the Kardashians and all like. Mm. It's like a little segregated community and with very, very, very rich people. So. Mm. But yeah, so this girl thought SZA was like, because SZA obviously is a woman of color, and they thought that she was going to steal. So she called security on him, on her, to follow her around so they, she wouldn't steal from Sephora. Yeah. And like, yeah. Better put some respect on her name. Exactly. And ironically, SZA worked at Sephora before becoming an international superstar. So mm-hmm. there you go. It's full circle. Also Sephora, because the, the tenderoni, the baby mama, she the one informed me about this. There's a lot of Sephora s stuff like this happening. They're just calling security on people of color all the time in Sephora. I'm Jack's complete lack of surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and it's just like you're in L.A. She's on TDE. <laughs> like, how do you not know how she looks like? Whatever. Mm-hmm. And she was in the ads. She was in Sephora ads for <laughs> Rihanna's line. So yeah. like, they could have yeah. looked at the, the goddamn. She's like, I can't even wall. buy. I can't even buy Fetty or whatever her right. line is called. <laughs> like, and I was in it. I was in the campaign. So way to go. Shows knack of knowledge on that girl's part as well. Oh, you want to talk about the Kentucky Derby? I uh, yeah, I don't know. I threw it on there because you were talking shit on my other shit. So. <laughs> Okay. The the other one, the oh. pop culture one. I we just asked you about it. Yeah. You said no big deal. I'm like, well, why'd you put it like? What are we talking about yeah. here? I didn't know what it was. It was a rabbit hole that I was setting yeah. up about bullshit. So no, you were you were well within your scope to question my uh, logic there. So, but did you watch the Kentucky Derby? No. Well, I went in and started mm-hmm. looking at it after the fact. I heard about it. I did not. Didn't even think about it. I was just hanging out with my kids all Is day. Is it because so. it's 2019 and you're in America that you didn't think about it? <laughs> And I didn't have fancy clothes and a reason to get drunk yesterday morning. Although I would have if that. Would you know how mad it makes me with the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, uh, all these yeah. people fucking. Mm-hmm. In the last five yeah. years, Kentucky Derby parties have become a thing, and people. And they're like dressing up and like. I bet you they don't even know what the Belmont Stakes is yeah. or what the Preakness is or who fucking oh, secretary the triple is crown. or who the fucking warhorse is. Yeah, but they're out here fucking. Sea biscuit posers. <laughs> po- we need to bring that term back and start posers. calling out posers and cultures and see, like, no. And it's just like it's funny. Who was I talking to? I was like, in the Kentucky Derby, like the people that are there, the only brown people are probably the little short brown people racing the jockeys. Yeah, and I was just laughing, and it's just like, yeah, everyone's like with their big hat, and there's like, and they're just having house parties and like. Kentucky Derby house it's, parties. Chapel here has been doing it for like three or four years. Like they have like something at Chapel I never go to. Hey, when you and, need a reason to drink, you need a reason to drink. <laughs> so yeah, just pick a day. You know. Wow. Woo. Uh oh. Uh oh. 
We're having some difficulties at the honeycomb. Did I get you, Bill? No. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're good, though. Just trying to make it more comfortable for our guest. Mm. I saw you were in the sun over there, so I was trying to close the blinds and sit down <laughs> without causing a major disturbance, and I failed. Yeah, we had a cyclone. I appreciate your efforts. <laughs> yeah, we had a cyclone. <laughs> <laughs> Cy- the, the truth. I spilled. I caught my water bottle, but mm. did some of it did spill, mm. but it didn't get you. No, sweet. Everybody stay dry. Mm. So I don't know. You'll unless I'm rich, you won't see me at the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, I mean, or the Kentucky Derby. I don't, like. I understand. Whatever. People need a reason, I guess, to dress up fancy and pretend like they're rich. And it, it's just crazy to me because it's like, uh, like that. Like that's how the rodeo is, you know. But to me, like, like, I, like let's not separate bouginess, like. The Kentucky Derby is super elitist. Horse racing is super elitist. Fucking mm-hmm. bullshit. Cruelty to animals. Where, like, horses die like that, and no one gives a shit. And the same people who are out here fucking volunteering for the SPCA and trying to fucking rescue dogs and shit are supporting this bullshit fucking sport where horses die all the fucking time, mm-hmm. celebrating it like it's something to be celebrated, like it's 18 fucking 95. Yeah. <laughs> but but this year there was actually a little contra- controversy, I guess. Um, if you're mad right now, salutes mm. to you. <laughs> you're, but there was a little controversy, <laughs> I guess. Why? It's a yeah. story tradition of fine animal appreciation. I, how dare you? <laughs> Like Churchill Downs, like mm. earlier this year, like mm. literally, like horses were dying once a week from like the conditions, like breaking mm. their leg. Like if you don't know, like if the tracks are bad and the horses break their leg, they get shot in the face. Yeah. Like, uh, I someone was describing to me last night how they remove the horses after they get hurt with a fucking tow truck, and mm. it was not a pleasant thing. But I'm glad you got to drink mint juleps and dress like <laughs> fucking. You know, yeah. a southern bell for one afternoon. <laughs> yeah, or morning. But That concludes this episode of Sean Ruins Everything. <laughs> <laughs> but there was like a little controversial thing, like one horse stepped in the other horse's lane. Which and... no one knows the rules, yeah, so like no one knows, fucking knows yeah. what happened or anything, because mm. none, none of them actually care about horse racing. Yeah, they're just there to drink and uh, try to look pretty. And of course, Canelo won last night, so. Yeah, Ooh. that too. See that. Irish Mexican. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He was also on sneaker shopping and uh, he definitely loves his Louis Vuitton. So he definitely went straight for the Louis Vuitton Supreme hype beast motherfucker. Oh, shit. Mm. You know, it was funny. It's like I have Facebook memory came up from like five years ago when uh, what's his name? Uh, The Mayweather that beats women Mm. one. (laughs) And I was like, I haven't seen so many people rooting for. Someone who abuses women since Kobe Bryant won his last championship. Those <laughs> <laughs> are my Facebook Honestly. memories. Uh-huh. That's funny. Salutes to you, you fucking whatever his name fans is. And salutes to all you Kobe stands who forget that he raped someone. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Uh... <laughs> uh, I never forget. I never forget. Adulterer, uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> 24 was the rapist. (laughs) (laughs) Number eight won the championships. Yeah. (laughs) But go ahead and continue hating on excellent family man and all around human being LeBron James. Exactly. Who's sending the whole state of Ohio to college. Apparently apparently LeBron James is the only person in Ohio who can afford college. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh. Next up, we've got my song of the week. And, oh my God, it is... The beautiful and the talented Lizzo. Mm. 
and her single Jerome. Uh, the song is, yeah. you know, we played a lot of her like more rapping or fun mm-hmm. songs, but this song, she's just belted out singing. Ah, we love you, Lizzo. So enjoy, and you're welcome. I feel like we put Reno on to Lizzo. Yes, I feel we did. Yeah. Like because hands down, we were talking about her in 2017. Long, long time ago. When we first had our radio show, mm-hmm. we were playing Lizzo, trying to tell you guys what's up. And of course, because we're fresh setters, mm-hmm. I you know I'm tooting our own horn here, but sometimes yeah. you got to stunt. Just like on the internet, I was like, I can't wait till they catch up to us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, enjoy. They never Lizzo. will. <laughs>
Welcome back, guys. That was the sweet, the funny, the hilarious Lizzo with that song, Jerome. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's not much else we need to say about her. Yeah. Uh, she's got, she had the number one album that's dropped down a couple spaces, mm-hmm. but uh, salutes to her. Real quick, because we're talking about music. Uh, first of all, Beyonce is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Queen Bee. Like, if you haven't heard about her legendary Coachella performance, there's that new documentary on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. She she rehearsed eight months for one two-hour performance. That's why, like, just think about that for a mm-hmm. moment. Eight months. Or like two hours. Love, like, mm-hmm. three to four hours a day rehearsing for a two-hour performance at Coachella. Uh, all the stuff she did with the, the drum lines and marching bands. But then, of course... Of course, Taylor Swift tried to copy her at Swagger the, the VMA this week with her performance, had a drum line, came out, did some very Beyonce-esque poses in her routine and performance. Hmm. Hmm. And, uh, I mean, just Google it if you haven't. Be, you know, Google it if you haven't. Just, you know, I just want to call her out. Another instance of... White people stealing fucking black people shit. <laughs> Taylor Swift, yeah. stay in your lane. Like you're, I thought you were a country. Like you're like yeah. supposed to be like a country pop star. Exactly. Why are you trying to steal Beyonce's fucking shit? Miss Longback. And like Beyonce, you know Beyonce's got fans, so they yeah. immediately do the, took the, to the, the, the beehive. The beehive attacks. Yeah, all the time. No joke. They got her back for sure. Yes, That's, exactly. That is goals right there. Uh huh. I want an army of people to believe in me so much. That when someone's criticize, someone fucking criticizes or steal, like from, they're just mm. uh, they got my back. You online. don't even need to say yeah, anything. I don't even need to address it. Mm-hmm. Just start it sending out the thing. sneakers when you like their responses. <laughs> like, oh, and you get a pair of sneakers. Yeah, like the the beehive is always swarming and attacking mm. at anybody. Well, no it's well earned though. Yes, it's well earned. Salute Kobe to the salute to the about, beehive. I don't know about Kobe Bryant's fucking stance. <laughs> I just like talking shit. Hey, movie of the week should be Messy. Homecoming next week. You guys should watch that. It's gonna be Endgame next week. Yeah, because we can finally it, fucking talk about it. We can it. finally talk about it. Yeah, I want to talk about Beyonce some more though. Well, we, we can, can talk, talk about, about her too. Beyonce yeah. whenever you like. Exactly. All right, put cool. that on the list for every cool, week cool, if you want. Cool, cool, cool. All right, Super cool. all right. So next up, uh, Bill, we have our <laughs> meand. I almost said rapid fire. <laughs> we have our meandering questions. Because they're not fast and they're not rapid. All right, let's do it. So uh, we'll start off, answer them to the best of your ability. Mm-hmm. And remember, the people of Reno and the world are depending on your answers <laughs> yes. for knowledge. Well, the whole political game. Yeah. Pressure's on. <laughs> All right. First question. What is your favorite place to eat in Reno? I've been ready for this one. Yes. <laughs> yes. Caboy <laughs> Izakaya. Caboy Izakaya? It's on Virginia. It's the... Like Japanese, uh, they do like skewers and stuff, but they've got the best ramen in town. Ooh. I'm. Where's this at? Yeah, yeah, I want to go. It's like a quarter of a mile away from your house right now. What is it? Virginia and what? Vassar. Oh, is it over there? Yeah, it, it's a uh, like across the street from the like statewide lighting place. Okay, I've never been there before. I've seen that place. It's owned by the same people that own Lulu's. Okay. Yeah, and Lulu's is awesome. Yeah, they know what they're doing. All right. I'm kind of flabbergasted that you Kaboy guys are. Kaboy Izakaya? Yeah. Yeah, Damn, I'm trying to fucks with that this week. Looks good. <laughs> Jake's face right now as he's looking at the... So, so Jake doesn't look up other facts, but then food comes hey, up. Hey, <laughs> Best ramen in Reno. What? <laughs> what? Did someone say ramen? 
Japanese for cowboy. <laughs> is that really? Yeah, cowboy. Oh. It's Japanese for cowboy. Is Because it looks... It's Japanese style for tavern, so it's mm. a Japanese cowboy bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never... I've heard... I remember when it opened, but I've never been there. Top notch. I just forgot. So Virginia Vassar? Yeah, it's yeah, like... Yeah. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, I forgot about that place. Mm-hmm. I remember when that was... Dude. All right. All right, I'm in, dude. I got to tell the baby mom about this shit. Mm. <laughs> All right, uh, next one. Finish the statement. The Warriors Dynasty... Will end when? Uh, Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson leave this year. Ooh, Ooh. so this summer, hot. Do you th- mm. Where do you think Durant's gonna go? I, I'm not really following him that much, but let's just say the Knicks. Yeah. I feel like the Knicks are Clippers. <laughs> so, uh, what about Thompson? You think he's gonna go to the Lakers? That'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clay, I kind of uh, think he's gonna stay, but I. My Clay, I love Clay. Here. I love Clay. So, I think Clay would yeah. jump to play with LeBron. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I feel like Dude. people act like Clay grew up in Portland. First yeah. of all, like his dad's from, like his dad played in L.A. when he was a kid, but like he grew up really in the Pacific Northwest. So the whole mm-hmm. Clay's a Southern California th- boy thing, I feel like, is a little bit over overrated. But like, I feel like he's gonna stay though. Mm-hmm. KD, I, I feel like should leave. Just to, to like go do his own thing, kind of like LeBron after Miami. Mm-hmm. But I would love for KD to stay because, as we've seen in these playoffs, monster, it's KD's team. <laughs> Steph playoff Steph Curry, yeah, is it's like it's like rejected by the ring. It's like those those commercials where they had like the this is uh, you and then like the uh, the uh, cable. This is the cable version of whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Steph Curry right now. No, uh, and it's funny, too, because you know how, like, possibly the Knicks, even Mero, it's like, you know why it's NY Knicks? It's next year, Knicks, yeah. every year. <laughs> <laughs> Crack me up. We need to have him on the show because we're the same. All right, Jake. <laughs> Cheeseburger or pizza? Uh, Just a I mean, for both. No, no, no. Of course not. <laughs> I would say cheeseburger. Like if I, this is like a last meal kind of thing, but pizza for its versatility. Like they're mm. both terrible for you, but I feel like you'd be better off eating pizza a couple times a week rather than a burger. That's a true mm. statement. Yeah. Fair enough. What's your favorite burger in Reno? Um. Hmm. Maybe Juicy's. I had Juicy's recently. It yeah. is good. I hadn't had one in a while. Mm-hmm. Their onions are always really good, I feel like. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like they grill them just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Get the char. I always opt for grilled onions, so I don't yes. know. I love the meat. The I see, I like, I sometimes, like, a good burger, I like the, the raw onion with the, you just get the, mm. the crunch spice and crunch. the spice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys have opinions on uh, Shake Shack? I haven't been there. I've never been there. Yet. Uh Shake Shack is probably like if we're going like fast food stuff, you yeah, know, yeah. like In and Out esque uh-huh. uh-huh. is probably my favorite. Yeah. Like In and Out esque, yeah. It's it's like fancy In and Out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sit down In and Out. Exactly. And I, I it's just real popular too, which is also like it just it always doesn't matter what city you go to, there's always a huge Yeah, I still never been. Mm-hmm. Good uh, shakes. What's oh, yeah. your uh, and I love shakes. What's your favorite pizza place? Uh, JJ's, maybe New York pizza. New York. Mm-hmm. I feel like New York used to be better. I would like to say sizzle pie, but 
every single time I've ordered f- food from there, they've messed it up. <laughs> yeah, but I, we've we've already been on this rant before. But I like I do like JJ's. Uh, yeah, JJ's classic they got tavern good sandwiches style. too. Mm-hmm. Like they're like meatball sub and like pizza sandwiches are good too. I like the ambiance too because it like hasn't changed for as long as I remember in yeah. there. It's yeah, pretty tight. All right. Um, next question. What's the best film franchise of all time, in your opinion? Uh, the Mighty Ducks? I don't know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> good answer. Yeah. From the hip. Yeah. Ooh. That's a good one. I didn't even consider that. <laughs> Damn. D3, though, was when they the knuckle puck, bro? Dude. The flying V. That was, that was that two or three? That was definitely. I think two. Knuckle Puck was two. Was Knuckle three, Puck two. Yeah. Three yeah. is where Keenan, like Keenan th- comes in too. Yeah, and then three is where uh, they're like in college, mm. and about this like almost pro esque kind of stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're all like almost. I mean, well, they shit had me almost. fucking playing roller hockey. Either way, yeah. I was like Emilio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tipping that hat, Emilio. Well yeah. played. Well played. You know, uh, do you say that guy's name, Jesse? Jesse Smollett. Yeah. Oh. He was in The Mighty Ducks. Was he? Yeah. Oh, shit. Huh. A lot of people were in it. Yeah. yeah. That are still around making making moves. Fuck that guy, though. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I brought it up. Fuck him. <laughs> All right. Uh, favorite season, spring, summer, fall, or winter? Uh, Spring. Spring? Yeah, I, I, I don't want it to be super hot, but I want to be able to go outside and enjoy the sun. And stuff. Like we were just talking about. Petty weather. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Who's the last musical artist that you've listened to? Mm, maybe Licky Lee. Oh, Licky Lee 47? All right. 47, what's that? Lee is the woman who always wears the... Yeah, she's a woman, yeah. Ski masks? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Leaky Lee. Leaky Lee. Lee 47. Mm-hmm. I don't know this 47 thing, but I, I listen to Leaky Lee a lot. She's a rapper? No. Mm. Oh, different no, person. She's, she's There's like, a Leaky Lee and a Leaky Lee 47? Maybe that's what she had to do 47. Huh. Mm. Who is this person yes. you're talking she's about? She's like, she does like a, kind of electro pop. She's okay. a hmm, Swedish singer, songwriter, and model. That's Ooh. the one. That's the one. Okay, that was definitely not the one I yeah. was thinking. Let me of. see that picture, Jake. Yeah, yeah, no, she's a Norwegian pop star, for sure. Can we see that? Yeah. <laughs> Reminds well, me of like what is that? Tevlo. Mm. Okay. All right. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I was completely legally clear. There's definitely legally forty-seven, who is a female rapper and productionist from New York. But anyways. You've completed the meandering questions, bro. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Awesome. Yeah. Good Did answer. I save the world Good or answers. what? Mm-hmm. Um, well, that is yet to be determined. Mm. We'll see how the next election cycle Butterf- goes. Butterfly effect. <laughs> uh, fuck boy of the week. Fuck boy? I've, I've been waiting for this, actually. <clears throat> My fuck boys <laughs> of the week is Whoa. the entire Houston Rockets organization for their fucking bullshit, fucking pettiness, fucking s- stupid... It's not taking responsibility for your own mistakes, asses. Okay? Like, first of all, everyone hates fucking James Harden, even though he is a great basketball player, because he throws his head back like he just got into a minor car crash every single fucking time he drives to the hoop. Yeah. 
He fucking, they try and draw fouls. Him and Chris Paul, they're great players. And all, they spend all their energy trying to draw fouls and get cheap fucking free throws. And I've had to watch it now for five straight fucking years in the playoffs. And I'm tired of it. Yeah. Second of all, last year, lost to the Warriors in the conference championships. Said taking that L like a man. Supposedly the organization did independent review of every single play in the game, of game seven, and found out that the referees cost them some points <laughs> based on their own own analysis from their own people. <laughs> and then they released the report after game one of this year's fucking playoff series that they again lost <laughs> as like some fucking big deal. Like people are trying to get sympathy for their no calls when they get every fucking call all the fucking time. Third of all, they get missed... Em. 27 shots in a row in said game seven last year, which was nowhere in the report. Salutes to stat sheets and beats. I don't know if any of them listened to this. But like, so it was like, I oh, like I found uh, the Warriors did an ind- uh, independent investigation. Yep. They still missed 27 fucking straight three pointers. <laughs> That's why they lost the game. Uh, yeah. Then they spent all after game one yeah. for like two days complaining about the refereeing in game one based off two missed fuck out. Two missed calls on Clay Thompson, completely ignoring the fact that they got other calls that shouldn't have been called their way. And then they missed a call on Steph Curry. But they still didn't make fucking... They still had a chance to win. Like, look, I've watched the NBA my entire life, okay? Every basketball game, a season ticket holder to Nevada, I get to watch tons of basketball. I've coached basketball for many years. Whenever, every single game, it's subjective. There's going to be calls against you, calls for you. There's factors at play, whether you're on home or on the road, whether it's a superstar or a rookie. They're not perfect. But I've never seen an entire organization embrace fucking blaming their losses on the official like the bitch-ass Rockets have the last two weeks. <laughs> Boom. They are my fuckboys mm. of the week from fucking... Daryl Morey, the general manager who commissioned this report, down to fucking Chris Paul and James Harden on the court, to Mike D'Antoni whining like a little fucking baby on the sidelines. Like, that is why it makes me so mad the Warriors lost yesterday, because I want them to annihilate this bitch-ass fucking team. Drop the mic. Makes me so angry as a sports fan. That, like, Mm -hmm. even people I know who are Rockets fans can't even defend their squad because they act like such fucking bitches complaining to the referees and blaming their losses on the ref. <laughs> I will never blame... Like, the Warriors didn't lose to the Cavs in 2016 because of the refs. They lost because the Cavs beat them. Take that L. The The Niners didn't lose the Super Bowl on fourth and goal from the fucking two-yard line because the referees missed a call. They fucking lost to the Ravens. The Ravens were better. Don't blame it on the referees. Yeah, you gotta make buckets. <laughs> Like, first, first of all, that is the first thing as a coach I instill. Like you're not play, you're playing the other team, not the referees. Mm-hmm. And if they they made it a bit, they like were calling out specific referees by name, saying like he's arrogant. I don't like him. That's not is he good at his job? <laughs> you fuck fuck you, Chris Paul. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen to you, soup. I would help you beat Chris Paul if we saw him in the streets. Austin Rivers, too. <laughs> they could all get these hands. Um. <laughs> he was on a group message with Z. Me, Z, Steve. Slits to you Warriors fans last night. We were discussing how, as, as a fan of basketball, the sport, 
they are fucking hurt. People talk about the Warriors ruining it. No. Like, the Warriors play good basketball, whatever. Like, there's a difference between tricking the other players and trying to trick the referees. And that's the difference between what the Warriors do and what the Rockets do. The Rockets are intentionally trying to trick the referees and then complain when it doesn't happen versus other teams, you know, that you're going to do things that board... But, like, you're leaving it up to the refs to call it. You're not trying to trick them. You're like, you know, they do little tricks and stuff with screens, whatever you want to do if you're into the game. But that's end of rant. Fuck boys of the week, Houston Rockets. I hope they lose every single series for the rest of my life. Explosion sound. Uh, I just get... Harden, it's starting like to watch. It's like watching soccer and like football, like all this flopping. All it's like it's getting so annoying. You're a basketball fan. You're a Laker fan, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, how do you feel about the Rockets and, and Chris Paul? And I, James I'm the same way. Like, James Harden is so good at basketball. He exactly. can do anything he exactly. wants on the court. He he's like a literal ballerina on the NBA. Incredibly, on yeah. NBA incredibly tall. That jump back shot, like, and and all he wants to do. Is get cheap fouls, so I'm I'm with you. I the hate isn't so so high since I've checked out with along with the Lakers for a lot a lot of the season. Yeah, but, uh, this is like the fourth time in five years the Warriors have played the Rockets, and yeah. I just had to watch this. It's and you just prepare yourself to get mad when you see him drive to the hoop and instead of like going up and trying to make the basket, he fucking throws his head back and throws the ball up in the air like someone fucking took a four by four across his forehead to try and draw fouls. And the announcers, because fuck you, Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy, because they're so biased against the Warriors because he got fired by the fucking Warriors and then they won a championship without him, that they're sitting there on the Rocket side. They're the only people in America besides Houston fans on the Rocket side is these fucking announcers. <laughs> I turned them off last night and put on fucking Tribe Called Quest during the third quarter. I was so mad. I was tired of listening to them. Yeah, that's Narrate my own game. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's my fuckboys of the week. Like, come on. Chris Paul's the head of the Players Association, and he's out here yelling at referees like a fucking five-year-old crybaby. Yeah, yeah. Just poor form. Poor form. Yeah, you gotta show a little bit better when you're like a state farm guy. Like, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I hate those commercials now. Yeah. Every time I see those commercials, like... Like, I loved it when he had his twin. Like, like those, I've always been a hilarious. Chris... That's the thing. I've always been... I've always loved James Harden going back to Arizona mm. State. I've always been a Chris Paul fan going back to Wake Forest when he was on the New Orleans Hornets before they moved to Charlotte, whatever the fuck Pelican happened. I've always been a Chris Paul defender. He's been, like, one of my favorite players. But, like, ever since his last couple of years with the Clippers... Him and and then going to Houston and just forming this super team of fucking fuck boyery. I can't fucking handle it. Fuck boyery. <laughs> Word of the week. Let's move on. Fuck boyery. Woo woo. Fanning him. Yeah. Just fanning him. <laughs> we need to open so the windows angry. again. So they're still open. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're on local news, right? I saw this. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this man, but uh, I was sad because I knew people who knew him and worked with him. Uh, Jake, you want to talk about this? Uh, it was the death of Tyrone Thompson. Um, longtime Nevada Assemblyman. He died at age 52. He was real special because he spent decades volunteering as a court-appointed special advocate for abuse and neglected children in the foster care system. Um, it was good to see the bipartisan outpouring from both sides kind of celebrating this guy and, and how he was a tireless advocate for education and a man yeah, of the state's youth. That's how I know about him is because people I know who work 
with state policies and education and like posted pictures with him on Facebook and I've seen them talk about like, you know, the stuff he's trying to do, but, uh, no details on his death, but salutes to the man. Obviously, you know, he did what he did for, could for his state and, uh, you know, his and community. The, and the kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looking out for those less, less, uh, powerful and more vulnerable than him. Um, would you say local politics here in Nevada? I feel like there's more bipartisanship here than like in general. For sure. I think, I, I don't know about compared to other states, but compared to the federal government, I think there's a lot more that, you know, the, the two parties work on here uh, locally. I think and there's a lot of independent. And I think with the part-time legislature, they have, there's so many things that they have to get done. There's probably, that probably aids their interest in, in working together. Looking out for what's best of for the state rather mm-hmm. than their own political careers. Or I mean, I'm sure that there's plenty of that at every level too, but less, less so. Yeah. I mean, just it's, this guy obviously had his political beliefs, but like people on both sides of the aisle, I've yeah. seen wishing condolences and talking about what he did for the state. So yeah, that was nice to see. I'm sure it would have been better if that happened when he was alive, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's about concludes, right? We got to. Yeah, you want to uh, talk about uh, the local events? The next boogie boogie down. Boogie so down. the boogie down book club, um, it's like a master class that we're uh, putting on, and like some people perform music as well. This uh, this month it'll be on the 19th of May, and uh, at the usual spot at Holland. And DJ Ethic will be doing a master class on transitions, so how to go between song and song, and kind of like to keep the party going as a DJ. So yeah, it was free, mm-hmm. free for all people. So come check all it ages, out. All ages, bring the all kids. All ages. We had uh, some kids last time learn how to do some scratching by Eldra and Ecto. Yeah, so come check that out. May nineteenth, Holland mm-hmm. Project, four p.m. to eight p.m. Follow at Boogie Down Book Club on Instagram. Mm-hmm, and Facebook, but yeah, it's not on Instagram, is it? There's yeah, own Boogie Down Book Club Instagram. Yeah. When did you guys start that? I didn't. I don't. Who started? I that? I put it on and yeah. You got blocked, Jake. Oh shit! <laughs> I well, I was calling out for that a long time ago, and it, and was it like, finally happened. Nah, we, nah, we, nah, nah, we got nah. A, we and got around to it. it. You don't tell me. We're like we it. got around oh, to shit. it. You know I'm anti Facebook. Yeah. All right. Yeah, cool. Then, uh, but cool. yeah, things get lost. In Texas. I'm gonna heart something. Shit. Before we go. Uh, Bill, one last question. You obviously represent Catherine Cortez Masto. Um, what is there's one thing you want people, the listeners, to know about her, and uh, like the job she's doing representing us as Nevadans in the Senate? Thank you. Um, I think the the highest compliment I can pay an elected official because I've worked for a number of them and interacted with a lot here is that they are a real normal person. And she is for sure a real normal person. Like, I think it's very easy when you're in elected office to lose that. You know, there's tons of people that are more... Reduce you, yeah. They're more than willing to do the most minuscule things for you that, you know, I'm sure I would be corrupted, not corrupt in in that sense, but um, I feel like I could very easily see, you know, any of us losing some of our integrity 
I'm not even going that that direction. I'm just mean like our humanity, like being a, being see. willing to do our own laundry, or you know, um, not being chauffeured around uh, to everywhere. Um, she's she's still a normal person, and that is a. a a pretty pretty great quality to have when you're um, representing a lot of normal people. I think uh, in the documentary, AOC says that almost exact same thing. Yeah, it's, we're seeing kind of a political revolution where the elitism is no longer representing normal people. So you you can't be an elected leader and still try to maintain that sort of elitist attitude or that elitist lifestyle because it disconnects you from your constituents. And so it takes you out of the game. And that's kind of what the system wants is for you to get out of the game and for to lose to lose that foundation and that connection. Because then you're serving the system instead of the people. Exactly. So you want to stay stay grounded. And sounds like we got a representative that that does that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Nice. What about a tagline for this episode? Yeah. What do you think, Bill? Mm -hmm. What do you think a tagline for the episode? Shoot, you guys are the pros here. I don't don't know about that. Mm Yeah. <laughs> Something Kentucky Derby, <laughs> Kentucky Derby, or uh, Cowboy. I feel oh, like Caesar, like, Caesar comes out with good ones, but mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I try and pick out like something that stands out. Yeah, or I just say the guest name. Yeah, <laughs> it's a cyclone in the Southern Pacific, <laughs> or a hurricane. If you're in the Northern mm-hmm. Pacific. It's something Atmosphere, like that. Yeah. Is that true? Is that? Yeah, Did you yeah. look it up? I looked it up. It ba- it's, it Smart and strong. Smart ocean. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so well, until points. next time, points. you can catch uh, Caesar and I every Friday night from 9 to 11 on 97.7 K-Wink Radio. If you're listening and you haven't become a member of K-Wink, please do for as five, little as $5 a month. You can help support Reno's first community radio station and get them to 24-hour-a-day programming. Just go to kwinkradio.org, become a member. Um, we'll be pushing this until, I feel like, forever we die. Yeah. yeah. So we become like, a member if you're listening and you have it. None of us get paid for it. Um, we do it because we love it. And that's it. So you get in awesome music. Like I was talking to somebody like... They give us free range to play whatever we want, and that's why you guys get to hear. Some people are putting their pets as members because they want to yeah, support it so their much. Dogs. Come on. Like Weetsy. Weetsy's a member. Salute and salutes to Janine and Brett because I saw they they had you get they said you guys name on the radio because you guys were members. They were highlighting some of the first people who became members last week. Like in between, they're just like thanks to so and so and so and so. So uh, if you guys didn't hear, weren't listening last Friday night, they did call you out for uh supporting the station so go join five dollars a month and uh we're trying to put get a push they need like 120 more members so check it out yeah but uh, i think that's it cool good show yeah. thanks guys well, right. thank you bill for thanks. joining us mm-hmm. again yeah. yes we will be back next week with another episode unless <laughs> baby Maybe Leia decides to come early. Yeah. Hopefully not. Yeah, I'm kind of on call right now, so we'll yeah. see what it happens. It is countdown to, to Caesar becoming a dad now. So we're, in the, we're in the end game, if you will, <laughs> of this uh, pregnancy yeah. and situation. So, yeah. That puppy with the dad body? It's going to be official. <laughs> so check us out, Up in the Mix. Live, uh, live, Up in the Mix on Instagram. All the podcast platforms. Until next time, this is Sean saying peace and go Warriors! This is De La Photo. Uh, and Sharks. <laughs> stay hydrated. Hey, it's the Guppy. I'll see you, WKRP Cincinnati. <laughs> 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 <laughs>